If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you forget who you were? No, I was just like in my head, I'm like, I wonder if Tiffany's going to say them all again. <laughs> And then you did it. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm Katie. I'm Angelica. Oh, okay. This episode is sponsored by Vanessa Curas. Curas? We don't know. Thank you though. Thank you. I'm out of He's very y'all. lovely. Oh, you're lovely. So today we will be discussing chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Bobatons and Durmstrang. So make sure you've read that chapter. And if you haven't, what spoiler alert, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go into the details, Megan. Of the Weekly Prophet. What do you have for me? It's our Weekly Prophet. Wait. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm Pokemon here. Go creators have announced they are releasing for sure a Harry Potter game this summer. Is it Beasts? Is it different than that Harry Potter Unite thing? Yes. Uh, I believe so. So I don't want a phone game. No, it is Wizards Unite. Uh, okay. Is this an old article? No, <laughs> it's not, but they released more details about it. Okay. Um, because we actually have a... Time frame as to when it's coming out. It is scheduled to release this summer. It's a reality game, augmented reality game. It's um, reality. <laughs> All games are reality to me. It's like a pensive. You go into it like Harry got and you don't into come the out. Diary. 
So they've been sprinkling a lot of these ads throughout social media. I'm doing hand motions that nobody can see. Um, but the one that I have loved that has been on my Facebook for like probably two weeks now is the one of the Niffler in the arcade. And he's in one of those like coin games. Oh. And he's just shoving coins in his pocket. And you basically you have to go and like find Harry Potter creatures and capture them. I love it. Yeah. How many times have I said that Newt Scamander is like the ultimate Pokemon trainer? He is. True. He just catches these beasts and then he uses them I, in different situations in life. He wants to be the, the very best, best. Like no one ever was. I don't do Pokemon, so that's why I don't participate in things like that. Um, you are you actually excited about this? Because you just said you don't want a phone game. Yeah. No, I probably won't play it, though. <laughs> I but just no, I, here's here's the real deal. Let's okay. If I have my Switch console with a lot of like really great games on it, and then I have a phone game, I'm not gonna play a phone game. Yeah, I I'm know. just not. I mean, you're talking to someone that doesn't have I think that, care about any of those. Things, you know, so. I think that what they're trying to do with phone games is like. For example, Pokemon Go was like a phenomenon two years ago when it Dude, that launched, was the right? Best time to be alive. That was an awesome period of Dude, time. People were happy. They were getting along. Yes. I was talking to a ton of people Talking outside. to randos. Yes. And like our roommate didn't get it because he just like, he grew up before Pokemon was like a huge thing. He's like 10 years older than us almost. So like he... He was just like, there's no way that all these people are out here for Pokemon Go. And I'm like, yeah, no, they are. They are. Yeah. And Everyone then he, so then out. like we took him to like the parks at Kent or whatnot. And we were like, just like walking through the trails, literally everybody looking down at their phone, like, oh, there's a polywag over here. And, and then, then they would like, go, like and then everybody there, would yeah. run to the same spot and catch it. And he's like, this is insane. And I'm like, it's a phenomenon. It's like, awesome. that's crazy you say that because like downtown um, where I'm from, they have like a square, mm-hmm. which is really a circle. Um, <laughs> but like the only time people are there, like for the farmer's market, when there's mm-hmm. festivals and stuff, mm-hmm. people don't normally like go there and hang out. Like there's a fountain and benches and stuff and it's really nice. But like when Pokemon Go hit, it was Everywhere. just... Tons of people down there because it was a um, it was a gem, mm-hmm. and there oh, were Pokestops yeah. like all over the square. So I don't know, like it it was just it was awesome. So if this can do that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I love the branding that they're doing with this too. They're like basically making this very similar to the first Fantastic Beasts. How there's like a a panic because there's like a calamity is coming with. All these creatures escaping and everything. So, like on the website, it says, Please resist the urge to panic. Traces of magic are appearing across the muggle world without warning and in a rather chaotic manner. We worry it is only a matter of time before even the most incurious muggles catch wind of it. We call on all witches and wizards to help contain the calamity or risk the worst of times since you know who. Brush up on your spells, get your wand ready, and enlist immediately. And they're asking you to like enlist to get an email when this game goes live. I just love the branding. I'm obsessed with it. It's pretty cool. So yeah, um, it doesn't have a specific date. It just says summer of 2019. But you can go, quote, enlist on the website and receive updates. Eddie on the chat said, I shall answer the call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I cannot wait. Guess I know what I'm doing this summer. It's just, it was just such a fun time. And I hope that this does something like that again, because it took a long time to fizzle with Pokemon Go. Like, it lasted probably for six months, I think. Well, Tiffany didn't last that long. 
I don't think. Yes. Continue. Just continue. <laughs> well, the girl that plays Rachel Brosnahan, who's in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, still plays it. She's talking about she, on Jimmy Fallon's show. A lot of people still play it. Yeah. I don't really anymore, but um, even so, like, it kind of fizzled, and then they came out with a new update for it where you had to, like, catch the legendaries as a group. So then it kind of yeah. got that started again with like yeah. people meeting at gyms to catch the legendary Pokemon because you would have to have like as many people as possible to catch it and then you would all get it. That's pretty so cool. it was cool. So hopefully they, I mean, it's the same people making this, so I'm sure they'll think of ways. Let's yeah. hope they fix yeah. all the bugs. Yeah, there was a lot how of often bugs with Pokemon it would crash. Go in the You're going to be catching all the bugs. True. True. I want a Niffler. I really want to know what Newt Sniffler is named. He names all his creatures. Yeah, why don't we know the Niffler's Neffy. name? What is it? Neffy. Nugent. <laughs> Nougat. No, I was going to say that. Nugget. <laughs> Nugget. Nugget. A piece of a chicken. Like a golden <laughs> Nugget. You know, the ladies love the Nugget. Ten pieces of chicken. Nugget. Oh, it's ten pieces of a nugget. Ten pieces of a nugget. That oh just means God. like one nugget. Cut, cut it in ten pieces. I know exactly what it means. Ten pieces of nugget. Oh my gosh. You guys. Are you so talk what about were the you laughing about? Profit? Um, okay, so the other <laughs> weekly profit. There's two? Yeah. What? Well, I just wanted to tell, I just wanted to remind people because I know and like this is okay. I'm not, ex- you know, I'm not mad that nobody listens to the end of all the episodes. It's fine. I know that sometimes when we're done, people just turn it off. I do that with podcasts too sometimes. Well, you're crazy because we have awesome outtakes. We do, yeah. first of all. So you should definitely listen all the way to the end because we put our funny bits <laughs> at the end of the episode. Funny bits. But we also tell everybody about like our website and I think that some people don't know that it exists so I just wanted to remind everybody that you can check out like all of our information there's little bios on us um there's like every link to any of our stuff such as like iTunes or Patreon or anything like that or weekly profit or anything we use in the episode we also have a weekly profit section where we post every single link from the um from the doc that we make so that you guys can see basically like our sources of where we're pulling information from we post it in one post in our weekly profit page and then also like all of our merchandise is on there and Katie and I add stuff all the time to the merch page like we'll just come up with something random and we'll like we'll make it send it to the girls and if they like it we post it live so there's mugs there's blankets tumbler towels bags towel bags so many shirts, shirts hoodies all kinds yeah. of fun stuff on there um and it usually takes like so everything that is on our website is like printed when you order it. We don't like keep a stock, so just keep in mind that it probably will take about like a week and a half to two weeks to get to you. But Which isn't too bad. No, no, nope. no, made to order. Yeah, like we sheets. also have our like buttons and stickers on there too, and um, some magnets. So. Yeah. Fun stuff. The tumbler is great. Yes. Oh, it's my. F- I'm, um, I use it every day. We have a beach bag, do. basically, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Beach, uh, we actually yeah. use it to bring all of our Swish stuff over to Tiffany's. Are <laughs> the back backpacks on there yet? No, because I didn't know which design we wanted to pick. Put them all up. Also, if you guys have an idea, you're like, I'd love like leggings or a dress or something crazy. Let us know. We might be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We always look into it. So, yep. Yeah. I like merch. <laughs> Tiffany, it's your, it's your time to shine. We all have so much merch. I literally told to Tiffany, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm probably going to have to get rid of some of this stuff. I'm like, because I can't wear all of this. But if I did, I would do it in a way where I'm like, give me money, I'll give it to a charity, and you can be entered into win a shirt that I've worn on my body. 
Don't wash it. <laughs> I want pit stains. I don't have pit stains on any of my Please. clothing. I don't even know how I would get pit stains on any of my clothing. Work out nonstop. I don't I work ever out. want to work out. Exertion on my body, that can't be good for it. <laughs> my mom says I work out my mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Ready. Yeah. Recap! Whoa. <laughs> All right. So last time. I'll get the thing. <laughs> Snape was being extra salty, and the trio guesses it's because he has again lost the job of Defense Against the Dark Arts. We talked all about that last episode. Hermione is still eating at the speed of light and racing off to the library after meals. <laughs> um, they had their first Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson with Judy, who goes over some dark stuff with the unforgivable curses. Constant vigilance. Mm. Harry and Ron make up a whole bunch of crazy predictions about themselves for divination. Harry's a seer. And Hermione announces <laughs> what she's been working so hard on. S-P-E-W. So we finish the chapter with a return letter from Harrius slash Sirius. <laughs> But it's not the news Harry wanted to hear. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Harry gets an angry headwig to send a letter back to Sirius telling him not to come back. Moody performs a curse on his student, uh, students that some would find unforgivable, but Harry's able to get out of it. Things get a little prickly in Transfiguration. Trelawney is impressed with Harry and Ron's ability. While Hagrid stands up to the bully with a ferret, with a ferret eat what? <laughs> with a ferret, with a ferret something. <laughs> I think of what I was trying to say. Hold Can on. I tell you? Did you change it? I accidentally did, and then it wouldn't undo right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was leave it there. Because you know, sometimes like you're like you're typing, and you hit something, and then the cursor goes up. And oh, yeah. threat! Like that. Was it supposed to be threat? threat. I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, Maybe? I don't know what it was supposed to say, and the undo wasn't doing. <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to say undo uh, a My ferret flavor. threat. You ruined my good punchline. <laughs> so Hagrid stands up to a bully with a ferret threat, a ferrety threat, maybe. So it's announced that the other schools will be arriving in a week. Then the castle was going through a deep clean, like when you are having company over and your mom wants to make sure you clean everything, including the outside. You know what I'm talking about. There is more tournament and house elf talk before the newcomers. And before you know it, out of the sky flew in Bobaton's carriage and Durmstrang blew us out of the water. Let the games begin. All right. Well done. Are you quoting a Taylor Swift song? Isn't that also from Hunger Games? But Taylor Swift is better. Hunger Games came first. But Taylor Swift um, wasn't I don't so. know if it Taylor did, actually. Before the Hunger Games. <laughs> well, but like they said it first. Song. Okay. Let the games begin. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. oh my God. I almost just mm-hmm. annihilated the whole table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, I'm you're good. not allowed. <laughs> I'm good. You're going to be banned from having any drinks down here. I know. We're going to make you drink from Alana soon. I was going to say, we're going to be, you're going to be demoted to a sippy cup on That's the floor fine. with a straw. That's fine. A sippy cup with a straw. All the way from the floor though. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. So, Early the next morning, Harry woke up with a purpose. He got dressed, and he got dressed so early that the daylight was like just very, very pale. Does that mean I'm early? Because I'm very pale. Yes. 
He left by himself, not waking up Ron, and he went down to the, into the deserted common room. And then, this is kind of weird to point out, but, like, I have, like, this specific feeling I get every time I wake up really, really early. And I've had it since, like, way back in middle school. I don't know. Is that weird? Do you guys have, like, specific feelings attached to, like, certain things that you do? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I know exactly what okay, you're about. Okay, so it's not, like, completely weird? No. no. Okay. I mean, it's weird, but I do it too. <laughs> <laughs> you also can't pick your head up in your dreams. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Oh, my God. That works. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I can't explain the feeling. And I said maybe I'm a seer. But that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you just want to be like Harry. Yeah. I do. That's Okay. So Harry um, takes a piece of parchment from the table where he had left his divination homework. And I said, bro, you are lucky the house elves didn't throw that away. He left his homework down there. I don't think they would have thrown it out if they knew it was homework. But like out of like, I don't know. That just drives me nuts. I mean, probably really just. And they're like, this is trash. (laughs) (laughs) Harry probably just honestly doesn't care about divination. True. Well, yeah. I mean, he made up his homework. (laughs) Something I would have done. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear a story about me making up homework? Um, when we were seniors, we had to do this project, and you basically made a scrapbook, and you had to do a certain amount of things, and you could like do more, but you couldn't do less. And one of them, you had to write a pair, like a page about um, your faith and everything, because <laughs> I went to a Catholic school. Well, I had, I had put so much effort into this entire thing. Well, that was the last thing I left, and it was the day it was due. So my friend's like, just do what I did. Go on the internet and find someone's, like, she Googled it. Someone had wrote an essay. She read it to make sure that it would have been okay, and so I did that. <laughs> so it wasn't even mine. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't something that, like, was majorly affecting your grade. They just kind of made sure that you did it. Um, and so my mom was reading it. She's like, God, sir, this is really good. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that off the internet. She's like, oh. she's like it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> but it's too like, nice. I had read it to make sure that, like, it it would have been okay if they had read it, you know? Side note, kids, don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. What's that word? Plagiarism? Plagiarism. I kept thinking of procrastination. <laughs> well, well that that also, like, And it just was, again, one of those things that, like, you didn't get, like, 10 out of 10. Or, you know right. what I mean? It, it wasn't, like, like oh, super you did graded. it, Shaq. Yes. Yeah. And I'd put so much time and effort into it. Fun fact, there's a picture of Rupert Grint at the end of it. I still have it. Mm-hmm. I still have face. mine, too. Yeah. Yeah. I still have mine. You guys are something else. Yeah. All right. Wasn't Don't that, do like, it. our Genesis project? No, that was, but it was like right around the same time as your Genesis. You did a project, project on your friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know her then. Mm. Um, but yeah, fun times. I still have it. I'll show. I'll bring it over. I'll take a picture and send it. I'll put it in the group, guys. <laughs> oh I took it off though, because like obviously it wasn't mine. So like once I got it back, I took that page out after my mom read it. I was like, God, this is really nice. Yeah, I didn't write it. <laughs> Fair. At least you're honest. So Back he the nuns at school. <laughs> All right. So Harry uses this leftover parchment to um, quill a letter to Sirius. And so I'm going to read that letter. It says, Dear Sirius, I reckon I just imagined my scar hurting. I was half asleep when I wrote. To you last time. There's no point in coming back. Everything's fine here. Don't worry about me. My head feels completely normal. Harry. (sighs) Harry. Harry. Seriously, though. Seriously? Yep. He goes through the portrait (laughs) hole and went up through the silent castle. (laughs) And he was only held up briefly by Peeves, who overturns a large vase on him (gasps) halfway along the fourth floor corridor. 
That's awful. I know. That's, like, that's I don't remember that. So, like, he's walking through the hall, and then he, like, turns over a vase. That's, <laughs> like, like, literally, like, it's covering his that, body. That, that's what I'm thinking. That's how people get knocked out in the movies. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's peeves. Tiffany likes it. I like peeves. So. I um, like peeves. <laughs> <laughs> he finally arrives at the West Tower, and that is where the Owlery is located. And I wanted to read the description of the Owlery. I literally cannot get comfortable <laughs> in my seat. I'm fine. So, the Owlery was a circular stone room, rather cold and drafty, because none of the windows had glass in them. The floor was entirely covered in straw, owl droppings, and the regurgitated skeletons of mice and voles. Oh, no. Oh, can we get owls in our yard to kill all the voles in our yard? <gasps> hey! Those are her people. Don't talk about my people like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds upon hundreds of owls of every breed imaginable were nestled here on perches that rose up right to the top of the tower. Nearly all of them asleep, though here and there, a round amber eye glared at Harry. I love that. Can you just see all these owls and they're like, yes, (laughs) just peeping out. He spotted Hedwig nestled between a barn owl and a tawny and hurried over to her, sliding a little on the dropping Blech. strewn floor. So that the windows are out. So here's my headcanon that like a long, long time ago, like when Hogwarts was like first um like created kind of more, far, far away. I'm correct. I w- like want to believe that like these owls like pecked these windows out. <laughs> That's why there's no windows. Yeah. Like, this is our and spot. they made it like their own. What I are like you it. doing? <laughs> Sarah's taking a selfie. But I really, I just like that description. I like the way, I, I like, if I close my eyes and think about that, like, I can feel like I'm there. Like, you can feel it's drafty. It's yeah. kind of, like, barn-like to me, which I'm very familiar with being a country girl. And I Wait, just what? like it. It feels You're from the country? Oh, my Lord. All right. So, if you... I- Oh, really quick. I sure. like how they portrayed it in the film. I agree. Um, like, I picture the scene where Harry is mm-hmm. asking Cho mm-hmm. to go to the Yule Ball. And, like, they do it so perfectly with the, the dropping strewn, you know, floor. and. Well, think of also the... Um, how, like, away it is from the castle and how far up you have to go to get there. I yeah. just like that. Anywhere at Universal, there's owls. There's one in... On the Hogsmeade side and one on the Diagon Alley side. I mean, there's droppings all over yeah. that on the t- really tall towers. Yeah, I like it's it. It's kind of funny that they even put it there. That's not like their owls, right? Those are like just owls. Yeah, those would be like if you go to the post office. Like, hey, I'm going to use this the owlery. No, there are real owls there? Real time life or fake time life? Oh, fake time life. Fake time life. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, because some of some of the places like keep owls and they like chain them. No, no, no. I mean, there's and owls and they have If, me if so Universal happy. did that, there would be an outrage. Peanut yeah. all over that. Well, there's Peanut. places. Because people, uh, months you and months throw ago, them. people were tweeting at Joe with pictures of this owl that was chained up. Well, that's what hmm. she's always said. Yeah. She's like, don't, they're not supposed to be pets. Don't try to be a pet them. Nope. Don't, nope. don't try to, try to make pet. them be there a pet. There it is. Don't yeah. try to be a pet them. True with so that's why I was asking. I was well. like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. All right, so the Owlery is on Pottermore. If you go there, it says a circular stone room (laughs) at the top of the West Tower where the owls sleep. Um, Can I have that recap hat? 
It's on the Porg. All right. So where in the world? Hogwarts, top of the West Tower, residents or owners? A lot of owls. <laughs> <laughs> Significant events that took place here. It is where Harry sent secret messages to Sirius Black. Snuffles. I like that. And then there's just like a bunch of other things. They're like you can get a link to owls. Um, there's a little snippet from Order of the Phoenix. The owlery door opened behind him. He leapt in shock and turned quickly, saw Cho Chang holding a letter and a parcel in her hands. Um, Chang. <laughs> there's a guide to pets. There's some concept art. It's just pretty cool if you go and look at that. Pottermore has a fact file for everything, and I love it. Super cool. Except the things super that cool. we want. Right, true. Like, tell me if Lavender's dead. Well, you know what is so cool? Well, I'll talk about it in the next well, episode. I, I found a really cool time. article about how you should react um, if you're not chosen as a champion for the Triwizard Tournament. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, they, don't, they can't tell us if Lavender's dead, or certain people's birth years, or what their wands are. Yeah, like, when was McGonagall born, Pottermore? Don't they not have, like, Lily or James's wand, one of them? Lily. Like, it's crazy. She's an integral mother. cog in the well, whole thing. We, yeah, we don't know the core, but we know like the wood. I don't know. Joe, tell us why. Do Joe. <laughs> so another link from there is behind the scenes post owls. And it says not only are they the most useful, but post owls can also be the most loyal companion a witch or wizard can have. I just thought that was cute. Let me just talk about what owls do. Which is everything. I think cats can be incredibly loyal. I'm just saying. If I was going to go to Hogwarts, I'd have a cat. This is kind of cool. It says, wise old owl is a common myth, but owls are actually not the fastest of learners. But once they do learn a behavior, fortunately, it becomes firmly ingrained. And so it was not difficult to bring the owls up to speed on returning to each film. The owls responded to a whistle sound that was part of their training to turn their heads on cue or to fly from point A to point B where they would be rewarded with an owl treat. That's cute. So that's mm-hmm. part of the movies. And it says, for use in the background or to populate a scene, some owls were held by their trainer and filmed flying in front of a wind machine set up against a green screen. The trainer would be digitally removed and the filmed owl could then be directed within the computer to fly in any direction necessary as high and far away as needed for long shots. Interesting. Yes. Cool. Did you guys know that seven owls played Hedwig? That's really? Crazy. I know the main owl was an owl named Gizmo, but there was also Casper, Oops, Swoops, <laughs> O-O, Elmo, and Bandit. Oops and Swoops. <laughs> Isn't Gizmo the name of the <clears throat> creature from, uh, I've never watched that movie. Gremlin? Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, it. yeah, yeah. The creature. Yeah. The gremlin from Gremlins. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. But like the main OG Hedwig, Gizmo. Gizmo. Okay. I like oops and swoops too. <laughs> I like oh oh. Do you think oops and swoops are best friends? Yeah. Huh? I hope so. Do you so. think oops and swoops are best friends? Probably. Probably. They probably have a catchphrase song. I'm oops. I'm swoops. We're besties. Swat up. I think that hat is like the way that you're wearing it is making you come up with like all these raps. <laughs> it's getting into her brain. So waking up Hedwig was no easy task, and I said, I feel you, girl. She is not happy about how he wasn't very gracious with her letter delivery from Sirius. And neither would I be, to be honest. That was a really long journey, and she needed some praise. 
And so in the end, Harry was like, oh, well, maybe you're too tired. Let me use another owl. And she's like, nope. And so she finally gets up and she, she lets him tie the letter to her. And I am going to read the, as I put, Harry Potter quote. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> He said, just find him, all right, Harry said, stroking her back as he carried her on his arm to one of the holes in the wall before the Dementors do. He is so worried. But as you should be. I mean, they almost had their souls sucked out. Mm -hmm. So she uh, gives him a little nip on the finger, harder than normal, but still in her loving way. She hoots softly, and she spreads her wings and tucks off into the sunrise. I love her. Mm-hmm. He deserved a little bit of a nip. Mm-hmm. I He's agree. not nice to her. Not a nip and a nap, but just a nip. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Harry felt uneasy. <laughs> should we should we start a drinking game to every time we say that? Nip and a nap? <laughs> no. All right. So you <laughs> said I it. You said it at least four times. I'm not lying. You, you said it. It's all, all of our. our we all do it. It's gonna be the next T-shirt. So now what do I? <laughs> so now what do I say? Eddie goes. I feel you, but I'm still annoyed. Classy, sassy, classic, sassy Hedwig. Hedwig. All right. No, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't stop it. No. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Harry felt uneasy. He wanted his reply from Sirius to be reassuring to him, not cause him more stress, but it just caused him more stress. So he gets back and Hermione says, that was a lie, Harry. She said this sharply. You didn't imagine your scar hurting and you know it. So what? Said Harry. He's not going back to ask a man because of me. And Ron's like, drop it. Because <laughs> he doesn't want Hermione to be, like, bothering him. And I said that Harry is in full-on protection mode. Even if it means fighting this inner battle with Voldemort by himself, he'll do anything to protect his people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll yeah. sit with that, and he'll keep that contained if he knows that it'll keep Sirius safe. Mm-hmm. That's some serious protection. Hey, hey I just right. think that like the last thing Harry thought was going to happen was he was going to be like, I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, he just, he, what he wanted was someone to confide. I think in. it's okay. Yeah. You're going to be all right. Voldemort's not back. Yeah. But now it's like, that's a little bit of a confirmation of his fear. Right. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And now Sirius is putting himself in danger on top of it. So it's like being really scared and wanting an adult to be like, hey, it's okay. But them being like, listen, this is serious. We have to do X, Y, Z. And you're like, that's oh. not what I was expecting. That's yeah. my, that's what I didn't want to hear, you know? And one of Harry's biggest, um, I don't know if I'd call it like a character trait. And we see this throughout the entire series and in Cursed Child. Like he holds the weight of all of these people's lives on his shoulder. So he yeah. doesn't want Sirius to come back, get captured, because he's going to have all of that guilt when it's not really... It shouldn't be placed on him, but he's placing it on himself. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, he doesn't want anything to happen to him. And even after he dies, he still blames himself, you know? So that's just one of the things with Harry is that... And even after Cedric dies, like... As we see for many, 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 many years after. Yeah, like, many. you know... And it'll never go away. Mm-mm. No. No. I mean, it is his fault. And that just made it fresh again. <laughs> what? Meg. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Amos Diggory. <laughs> yeah. You can leave. You're the new Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Amos' mouse tail. Do you have... <laughs> wait, do you have any of those famous cookies? 
Oh, what cookies? Amos famous cookies. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> no! It's the only Amos I like as around here. As far as prepackaged cookies go, they're all right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, so but yeah, poor Harry, don't hold that all on your shoulders because it's not true. Yeah, it's not your fault. We're it's speaking directly fault. to you. I know you listen personally. I think it's Trelawney's fault. She's the one that made this prophecy. It was. <laughs> I, I would say it's the fates. With great power Thank comes you. great responsibility. Actually, you know, maybe it's just Dumbledore's fault. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that hat is also going to your head. It is on my head. <sighs> Harry doesn't want Sirius to be found and sent back to Azkaban, obviously. So over the next couple of weeks, he tried his best to not worry about Sirius. He kept looking around for Hedwig every morning, though. He couldn't help himself. He wants that response. Um, he was wishing that he still had Quidditch to distract him. But on the other hand, his lessons are becoming more and more difficult and demanding, and Defense Against the Dark Arts in particular. So Moody announces that he would be putting the Imperious Curse on all of them to demonstrate the power and see if they would be able to fight it. Hermione brings up the point that um, it's illegal. And Moody doesn't really care for that response. You but don't care, Hermione. I love how yeah. he's like, well, you can leave. And she's like, no, uh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he says... Or Judy. Sorry. Judy. I already forgot. Dumbledore wants you taught what it feels like, said Moody, his magical eye swiveling onto Hermione and fixing her with an eerie, unblinking stare. If you'd rather learn the hard way when someone's putting it on you so they can control you completely, fine by me. You're excused. Off you go. I actually really enjoy that. I agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, as much as I'm a nice person, I am in a har- I'm a hard A double snakes in class. Like oh. you have to be though. It's a world of difference of Tiffany in the classroom. <laughs> like not that she was yelling at her students. She was very, very much sternly talking to them. And I think you were telling them to like, I don't know, sit down and not shut up. Cause you wouldn't say that to your kids. Right. But essentially <laughs> that was the gist of it. Like sit down and pay attention. I was like, okay, Miss O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing like kids thrive on structure and they thrive on being able to expect what comes next and they like everything being consistent and especially she came at christmas time so holy mother of the lord it was insane and so you just have to be very very stern and whether they're in first grade or their fourth years at hogwarts you have to just Get your point across. Yeah. And I, I just like just that. walk all over you. Oh, and that's when it gets let go, you yeah. know, and then you have some trouble. And that's why, friends, my classroom runs like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can, you know, get silly and have fun. Like now, I know this is so off topic, but when they um, are like really getting something I used to have them like pat themselves on the back and I was like, ah, you know, that's kind of fun, whatever. And then I was like talking to them the other day and it's so silly, but you can be like that with little kids. I was like, you know, when you're like really feeling, feeling yourself and you're like, I really like my outfit or I'm really reading this really well. And you just be like, I just want to take a selfie. So now when they do something really well, I'm like, oh my goodness, you guys are awesome. You've solved that problem so well. I was like, stop it, Ashley. Take a selfie. So they go like this, click. Um, (laughs) it's so much fun okay so i said but does dumbledore want this that's a a couple of questions i have like he says dumbledore wants you taught what it feels like does he 
we talked about this a little bit last episode and was this part actually like discussed like and i think what we said do we end up thinking that like moody approach or judy approached dumble with this idea and then dumbledore was like yeah i wonder if dumbledore like wants this to happen because think about all those people that um, were legitimately imperious during the first visiting war. Like, what if they were able to have gone through this with a teacher and was able to know what it feels like and to fight it off? That's true. So they yeah. have that experience to be able to do this if the time comes to it. Because we see it's going to happen with Harry, and Harry's like, nah, bro. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, Dumbledore is not behind Dumbledore's army that comes next year, mm. but I think in a way he's grooming a Dumbledore's army right now. Oh, yeah. And I think I that... Mean, he knows he has to. Right. Let's, let's be real. So, like, he's thinking, just like Sarah said, there are people in the past war who did get put under the Imperious Curse, and they didn't... They'd never had that happen to them before. So, like, it was unexpected. They didn't even know that they could fight it, maybe. Like, they had no idea. But at least with this, they're one step ahead of where they were from the last war. So this just basically confirms, yes, Dumbledore is, quote, reading the signs. For sure. Mm -hmm. He's letting these things kind of naturally happen, but also kind of guiding the way my man does. And, I mean, he knows. He knows. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I wonder, too, like, during the first war, because we see, at least in the future of this one, that the ministry wants to ignore it and say it's not there and like not have you really prepare yourself. I wonder if that was like kind of a stance in the first one where they were like, don't go out, stay in your house. Don't do this. Don't do that. So unprepared. Be more proactive this time. He wants like, especially the younger generation to be more proactive Mm. in being able to defend themselves and doing all these things where before, because he saw what happened with all of these people that weren't able to do it. I completely agree with that. And I Mm. feel like had the curse not rebounded. I feel like the first um, order of the Phoenix was probably going to be completely destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it was so bad that first time around. And the only reason why it stopped was because of the rebounding curse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was, let's be real. That's kind of a fluke. You know what I mean? You know, and it had been years. You know what I mean? Like he was was doing that for years. So like he didn't get the opportunity the second time around for that long. Yes. Yeah. And like, I think the first time around, because it was so long and people, they probably were just being like, like avoid this and avoid this and avoid this. So they weren't being proactive except for really if the, what, why can I order of the Phoenix? Yeah. Like they were trying to go out and be proactive and do things. And because it's and led by Dumbledore. Killed. And so this time around he wants, especially kids. Cause he knows, he knows at this point that Harry has a huge part in this yes. and he's going to have yes. to do so. He knows, unfortunately that all these kids are going to be involved. If they want to or not, I would think. Especially uh, Ron and Hermione, yes. yes. But also, if you think about it, if something like this were to happen, go back and think about to when you were in high school, maybe junior, senior year, um, if you knew that you had to like step up and protect someone like in your year, like there's probably going to be a lot of people that would do that. And he knows that there are a lot of people mm-hmm. that would do that, especially with their parents being so involved in the first war, mm-hmm. they know that that kind of stuff is still pretty fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still affecting yeah. them on a first generation basis. Yes. 
It's not like this was if you think if you think like now we had grandparents or great grandparents who fought in wars, mm-hmm. um, like big world wars, yeah. not necessary. Not that I'm not saying that people who have fought in like the Iraq War and like any of that kind of stuff is not as you're just saying damaging, the world war, but like the world gotcha. wars, like it doesn't touch as many people mm-hmm. now, now as it yeah. would have with like the Vietnam War or something like that. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, yes. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Katie, this makes me think of um, the Parkland students. Yes, mm. I was yes. going to say the Big same time. thing. Yeah, those yeah. are just their kids, and this horrible thing happened to them, and mm-hmm. they literally stepped up. They they're doing thing, things adults are not doing. Have done and already. They're forced yeah. to grow up really quick, which it is really sad. <sighs> but they're they're incredible. Yeah. people. I don't yeah. care how young they are. Mm-hmm. You know well, I mean? most of them now are voting age anyway, so they're technically legally adults. Right. Correct. You know? Yeah. It's just, uh, this feels like a direct parallel to that for me. It's I, a very yes. good. Like, yes. they, yeah, they're a very direct correlation to, like, what a Dumbledore's army would be, I think, for yeah. a certain. Well, um, and it's sad that that has to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very sad because that's immediately what I was thinking about how being proactive nowadays kids have to learn. Like, I never once in my entire like life of going from like pre-K to when I graduated high school, had to do anything with an active um, shooter. Active drill? shooter. We either. had to do like maybe fire a lockdown drills. about a fire I drill. Think we did a lockdown one time drills. in high school. Never. And that was, you know what I mean? And now kids that are in kindergarten are learning these things, like what to do in case someone comes into their school. And it's so it's horrific. And it I makes mean, me really sad. Yeah. I texted you guys not too long ago about, Mm-hmm. practicing and stuff like that and then you know stuff happens but it's crazy it's so sad it's it's unfortunately a different world right now but um yeah being proactive and um Dumbledore definitely knows a little bit more of how he can help prepare yeah. the young people in the wizarding world um Let's move on. So Moody tells her that she can basically like peace out and she goes pink. I don't know where the bell is on my side. Okay. And she like mutters like something about like not wanting to leave. And Harry basically like points out Hermione would rather eat boobo tuber pus than miss an important lesson like this. (laughs) 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 Right. So I want to read real quick from the chapter about what the imperious curse looked like when he, when Judy was putting it on them in class. I cannot say Judy seriously. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But we have to, if I don't distinguish like between the two, you forget you do. Yeah. Yeah. Because even when you read the actual Moody later on, it does feel like year four. No, but it feels like year four a little bit. Oh yeah, well, like back in like in seven, Barty did yeah. a really good job. Yeah, I portraying well, Moody. He, he fooled Dumbledore, and I think that's saying a lot. Correct. Yes. 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 You have to think about that. Like that's big time. That's kind of like Snape fooling Voldemort. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, yes. it's yes. huge. Yes. yes. Okay. So Moody began to beckon students forward in turn and put the imperious curse upon them. Harry watched as one by one, his classmates did the most extraordinary things under its influence. Dean Thomas hopped three times. There it is. No one rang (laughs) around the room singing the national anthem. Lavender Brown, RIP, maybe imitated a squirrel. (laughs) That's really sad. You and I just did the same thing, except you did this. What did you do with your hands? 
Oh, That's just your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're in love. No. Neville perform. Yes, we are. No. <laughs> Neville performed a series of quite astonishing gymnastics he would certainly not have been capable of in his normal life or normal life state. Sorry, my phone went black. Not one of them seemed to be able to fight off the curse. Each of them recovered only when Moody had removed it. Judy. It says Moody. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She's reading from the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, Potter, you next. This is what he's really been waiting for, I believe. Potter. Imperio. It was the most wonderful feeling. Harry felt a floating sensation as every thought and worry in his head was wiped gently away, leaving nothing but a vague, untraceable happiness. He stood there feeling immensely relaxed, only dimly aware of everyone watching him. I would love to feel like this sometimes. I literally wrote him a book. Can someone do this to me? (laughs) But nicely. (laughs) But like, sometimes I just need my mind to just be. Yeah. And I can't ever do that. This could be, just do this right before we all go to sleep. Mm, You know? The incantation Mm -hmm. could be Imperial. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So the curse is on him, right? Which it's kind of weird thinking that a curse feels like this. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of makes me think like ignorance is bliss. Yes. 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 So he hears Mad Eye's voice or Judy's voice rather. Jump onto the desk. Jump onto the desk. So Harry bends his knees and he's preparing to jump and he hears Judy jump onto the desk. And then his brain is like, mm, but why? Stupid thing to do, really, said the voice. Jump onto the desk. He hears it again. No, I don't think I I will. Thanks, said the other (laughs) voice, a little more firmly. No, I don't really want to. Jump now. And so the next thing Harry feels is a ton of pain. He had both tried to jump and then, like, tried to prevent himself from jumping. And so he ended up smashing headlong into the desk, knocking it over. And it says, quote, by the feeling in his legs, fractured both his kneecaps. Ouch. And I think he really did. Because it talks about later on in this section about how his the pain in his knees is like doubling. It says um, he remembered exactly what was happening and the pain in his knees seemed to double. First of all, this kid can handle pain like no other. Because yeah. if you fracture your kneecaps, <gasps> I'm either passed out or I'm screaming. Yeah, And I've only ever like broken a finger, I think. And I, I can't even imagine. Well, and I gave birth, so... <laughs> but I'm Pashaw. I'm kind of a big deal. Just saying, the nurses were really impressed with me. Oh my gosh! So I just thought that that was really crazy. But like thinking back to having the Imperious Curse placed upon you, the feeling is wonderful. It makes me think of Seven and what we see in the movie. So when we're seeing in the movie and um, mm, mm. what's his name? Uh, the Goblin. Goblin. What is his name? Bogrod. Bogrod. He has it placed upon him. And the feeling that he has, he's like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like he feels amazing. And I had for- I forgot. Yeah. I think I always wondered like, okay, why do you look like that? Like I get that you have the curse placed upon you, but you look like you're just like. Having a great time. Because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. having a great time. Having a great kind time. Kind of like drugging somebody. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like just a happy, happy 
no worry kind of thing. And it makes sense I now reading this. Somebody. Oh, yeah. And this is where I can I really... It depends on what kind of drug. I well, can, yeah, but... I can really appreciate the way that they did this in the movie now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I if I can appreciate the movies because I harp on them so much, I want to po- point it out. Can I just mm-hmm. talk about that scene that it took me a very long time to realize that it was just Rupert Grint dressed up as Rodolphus <laughs> Lestrange? Like, I didn't realize... <laughs> I didn't realize it. Because I'm like, God, it kind of looks like Rupert Grint. Like, took me a while to be like, oh, that is Rupert Grint. Are you? Yeah, because they didn't have his hair. So they transfigured him. I can't handle you. I. (laughs) (laughs) Some days you just really amaze me. And I love you. All right. (laughs) You don't have to return it. It's fine. So we were talking about this yesterday. So there's an article on Sci-Fi Stack Exchange, and someone asked the question, why did Barty Crouch Jr. teach Harry to resist the Imperius curse? Because isn't that like going against what you're trying to do? Isn't that like counterproductive for his plan? Correct. Yeah. So somebody was like, hey, I just finished uh, Goblet of Fire, and I was wondering, you know, why? So... It kind of says what we said yesterday. It says, this alone wouldn't be weird. As we know, it was important for Barty um, playing the eccentric, paranoid character of Mad-Eye well. However, it makes sense to point out the lesson to continue using the Imperious Curse on Harry until Harry can resist it, ignoring the fact that Harry learned to resist one of the most dangerous curses in the magical world in an hour-long class. It says, what possible motivation would Barty have to teach or train Harry Potter to resist a very useful dark spell? says Voldemort later in the same book even tries to use the Imperious Curse on Harry and can't. He said one would assume this is due to the earlier training. So well, shout out to that. Hold on. He can, he can. does use it on him, but he fights it off. So he can use it on him, just not for long. Right. It's kind of like uh, when the spells won't hold with the mm-hmm. Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's not that he trained him to resist it. Harry would have resisted it regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think that this was I think this is an a test to see if he would. Right. Because like we said last Judy time, already last knows. Night, I mean, like, he didn't really teach Harry much. He just said you this have to resist it. This is natural for it's Harry. It's natural Harry. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's yeah. just like because I don't like he never told Harry, yeah. well, you have to think, I'm not gonna do that. Like Harry just does that. Harry is just like it was a voice. That's a stupid thing to do. Hold on, I want to pull. I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that. Like it's not like like why? Yeah, why would, why he questions everything, which is a good thing. Here we go. Another voice had awoken in the back of his brain. What if it was a Voldemort voice talking to him? He's, no, you don't think so? No, I don't know. Just Double because, like, over here. because I think that Voldemort would want he doesn't him know about the connection to be able like that to yet. use it. Um, and yeah, he's unaware right now. But I now. wonder though, like if he's doing this to test how much he can do it. Like I think he wants to know if he can put Harry under it successfully for a while. Yeah. And yeah. he can't. Straight up. That's why he has to go well, and figure out a different plan. I think too that possibly Imperius would have been a backup plan for Voldemort had he not been able to successfully kill him whenever he gets to the um, graveyard. But he, is that graveyard plan formulated right now? I think so. Yeah, I would think so. You think? I think it is. I yeah. Think so. How? Because angry. if he can't kill him, then at least maybe he can try to control him and send him back to Dumbledore. 
but be under Imperius. But now he knows he can't do that. See, I don't know if the plan is completely formulated at this time. I feel like this is kind of like an experiment for Judy and Voldemort to kind of be like, okay, how am I going to get Harry Potter to Voldemort? Because that's what has to happen. Can I put him under the Imperius curse? This is like, no, I can't. So let me formulate another plan. But he know he has to get to the graveyard because he has to use the bones of his father to be there. Right, so but no he doesn't what- know how to get him there. I'm saying like the portkey thing might not have been planned at this moment. That might not. I think the graveyard bit though okay. is planned. Okay. I think that, I mean that's fine. Planned. You think the port key's planned? I think it is. So why do this? Well, and you because know I think that he's trying to figure out if he can if he can control Harry in the tasks. Yes. yes. To and ensure he wins. To ensure his win. Mm, I think before, I can see that. I think that cuz he um Junior, Brighter Cards Junior had to know ahead of time to like fix the cup or the right. goblet in order for it to because there, I think there's a theory that we try to find online that basically the other three player or champions were picked so Harry had a better chance to win and to make sure that the cup also or the goblet also chose Harry. So he, I think he did that ahead of time. So he must have known already. To do at least that and then have that be the port key. So I do think he probably thought about it ahead of time. Yeah, and I think that Imperius, like right now, like I said, he's trying to figure out if he can cast Imperius on Harry during the tasks mm-hmm. to try to ensure him to win. Mm-hmm. Now he knows he can't, so he defaults to casting Imperius on Crumb later because he knows he can control him. And then he probably even does it to Fleur maybe in the second task. I mean, I, that's my theory, but like we could talk about that when we get to that. Like, mm-hmm. why did she fail so that's quickly? A good point. So like, did he control that? And I think that that... Uh, yeah. And yeah. no, I like what you're saying because it makes people do extraordinary things they wouldn't be able to do in their normal yes. state. Right. I like that. Well, a and lot. Too, like we know that he manipulates Harry anyways. Like he basically tells him like how what to do in each task. Like he makes sure yeah. in the first one that he could like, hey, what's your strongest thing? Get a broom, do that. Right. And then in the second one, he's like, I gave Neville this book months ago. Here's Dobby with some gillyweed. And then in the last one, we know what he does. You know? Correct. Yeah. Because he knows that it's not easy to control Harry, so he has to figure out other ways mm-hmm. to ensure his success in each task. And two, with Voldemort... Because Harry wouldn't do well without yes. Judy's help. <laughs> and with Voldemort, he's he's very much like the kind of person, like he wouldn't just go in right now and get Harry. Like he, I feel like, wants to put like almost like a performance it's a show. On. So, like, when mm-hmm. Harry even gets to the graveyard, he talks so freaking much that Harry's able to get away. Right. Classic Essentially. evil monologue. Yeah. Oh, so, like, he makes sure that he can go through all of these things. It makes a big show out of it. Classic yeah. Voldemort. Cl- classic any villain. Let's get real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's very different from Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just very different. Maybe, I don't know. Grindelwald, I believe, is more evil than oh, Voldemort. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's more, hard to it, say. Well, I think it's because he's more manipulative. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's got that good-lookingness. Like he's a good-looking guy-ish. He's got a weird eye, but and then there's <laughs> and then there's Voldemort with well, no nose. Well, he was he, hot once. <laughs> he's <laughs> charming, and he's able to know exactly what to say to get you on his side. See, Voldy used to do that, and then he was like, "Here, let me split my soul, and then let's yeah, see how look snake at like Coulson. I be. What did he do? Who?" Oh, he plays Voldemort in Chamber of Secrets. Remember, we saw him at Muggle Night Live. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't just throw out actor names. You know I don't know these things. Sorry. Ding. So, moving on. 
Harry makes use of two of the unforgivable curses in the books. And it says, and when he is breaking into Gringotts, he uses the imperious curse to control Travers, who has entered the bank with them. And how do you say it? Bogrod. Bogrod, the goblin who is ushering them down to Bellatrix's vault. I'm not going to read Imperious because I read it last episode. Um, Moody is pretty much stoked about how Harry did. Um, Judy. Judy. Goodness. I'll do that in my notes from now on. (laughs) But um, it's kind of like, just listen. Listen as I read this because it makes it sound like he's very excited. But you can also feel like a very, like an undertone in there when you read it knowing that this is Barty Crouch Jr., Look at that, you lot. Potter fought. He fought it, and he damn near beat it. We'll try that again, Potter, and the rest of you pay attention. Watch his eyes. That's where you see it. Very good, Potter. Very good indeed. They'll have trouble controlling you. You can feel it. Do you think that he also likes a challenge so oh, he wants yeah. there to be like cuz yeah. no one really wants to like I mean he's a sick a two, individual this I'm saying they don't nobody typically don't want they don't want a two second fight like we see Voldemort he's like come on like I want to fight you yeah you know what I mean bow to me yes like you know, he, didn't they anybody make, teach you how to do you want to milk yes. it they want to yeah mean? yeah want to be like come on like give me a fight something yeah. worth like uh-huh. you know, they want to watch jam. you suffer yes before they final blow I and that's the light leave your eyes Harry Potter yeah no yeah but truly that um, one of our patrons says, when Sarah said, what if it was Voldemort's voice when discussing the Imperious Curse, it made me think Harry is such a good wizard at such a young age because Voldemort transferred some of his powers, question mark. His parents were obviously amazing at magic because of the Marauder's Map and Anna Magi, Head Girl, etc. Or is that common knowledge that Voldemort transferred some power to him? I mean, I think he did because he's able to <coughs> speak parcel tongue. He definitely transferred some, but, but I don't else? know if you like, know what I mean. Harry's will mm. is not Voldemort's, mm-hmm. you know. So, like uh, with the Imperious Curse, at least I don't think that it has anything. Me personally, I don't think it has anything to do with Voldemort. I think that that is pure Harry, but possibly some of his ambition might come from Voldemort because that's a super Slytherin trait, and like Harry can be super ambitious towards. Um, you know, just like just thinking about Dumbledore's army and like wanting to teach people and taking all of this responsibility. Like, I think that, but I don't know about necessarily like magical power transferring to him. I, I don't know. Like, I I think Harry really is just a a powerful wizard. I mean, because we'll think about Cursed Child. He can still speak Parseltongue. And mm-hmm. Voldemort has left him. And he still has that ability. And he's still a powerful wizard. He's head of magical star. law enforcement. Like, he still has all of those I, great I traits. I do have one thing to say, though. He he might not have the ability to do Parseltongue after Voldemort leaves him. Because um, Ron, Ron, Ron's able to yeah. open the Chamber of Secrets. True. Well, that's all I have. Because we <laughs> talked about why we think Barty Crouch Jr. put... The Imperious Curse on him, so. Barty Crouch. Junior! Yeah. Here we go. All right, so. You could have just called him David Tennant. Said, all right, would so. Know. Oh, my God, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like six for this. Can we get a ding? Oh, ding, my ding, gosh. Ding, 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 Okay. So. <laughs> Here we Harry go. Harry says, the way he talks, you'd think we were all going to be attacked any second. And then I say, but how true is... So, by the way, they're leaving class. And this is when Harry says this to Ron and Hermione. Um, but how true is that? Like, he's literally a Death Eater, has zero remorse for anything he's done, and he could attack them at any second if he really wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he doesn't care. True. He 
totally destroyed Neville's parents. He, I'm sure that he's done plenty of other bad things as a Death Eater. I'm, I don't know. So I just think it's funny, like hearing Harry like pick up on that. It's kind of like it's true. He could attack them at any second. Yeah. Um, Ron had a harder time with the Imperious Curse, and it was making him skip on every alternate step. And I said, "Why do you think that it has?" that effect on people do you think it's just from feeling so elated like Mm. he feels so elated so he kind of is like still on a high he's like coming down from a high i wonder how long that lasts though moody says that it should wear off by lunch and this is their first can somebody just do this to me please? i wonder though like (laughs) but like like laughing gas i wonder if there is it's like you get like that maybe like that huge crash that two o'clock like, feeling. Think <laughs> of Ron when he had the love potion and they took that. Oh, it just felt really bad. I yeah. love that too. They were like, girls, they're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Moody says it should wear off by lunchtime. So I kind of attribute it to being like a, like a, a high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Ron's, I think Ron says this. Yeah, Ron. No wonder they were glad to get shot of him at the ministry. Did you hear him telling Seamus what he did to that witch who shouted boo to him on April Fool's Day? Oh, <laughs> She's dead. Except I think that's what happened. I was like, well, what do you think he said? Do we ever hear what he said? I don't think so. Avada. I said, do you think that this was a real story from Judy about what he did to some random person who annoyed him or something? And he just like correlated it to april fool's day i don't know happy because birthday right, twins <laughs> yeah. just because like we don't i mean he doesn't know everything about moody so like some of the stuff he's saying is probably just from experience but he's trying to make it sound like moody did it you know yeah well i think that it wouldn't be judy saying it i think that it's just one of the things that everyone's like oh i heard moody did this you know what i mean oh like, everyone's heard he's, things he's like an urban legend yes yeah. no but you know? it says did you hear him telling seamus what he did to a witch who said oh, boo to he, him maybe, on April maybe he made it up i don't know i don't know I'm you never just, know because he's one of those types of people that you could like make up a complete lie about them if it sounds like them and everybody will believe, everyone it. Will believe it yeah yeah which you shouldn't do no you, you should, should not. not lie i must not tell lies get that on your hand no it's the last thing I need is a hand tattoo. <laughs> I think you should do it. Um, they, <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I know it's difficult. <laughs> and why do we do it though? What did she used to say all the time? I don't know. It's driving you used me to crazy say something though. all the time, and then you stopped, and now everybody says, "All right, so." <laughs> Sarah, it's you. I do think it is me because I know I say it all the time. I know you used to, you used, well, before you said, all right, you would just say something else though. I don't know. We're, in, we're all. Okay, so I don't know. Sorry, don't guys. Know. All right, so moving on. <laughs> so. <laughs> just go into it. Okay. Don't say so. It's so hard. But it sounds. Is it so You want to like intro it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like trying to figure out a new way to intro it. And here we go. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) All right. So everybody (laughs) was noticing a definite increase in the amount of homework that they were being given. And McGee explains to them that it's because this is, quote, the most important phase of your magical 
education. Mm. Your ordinary wizarding levels are drawing closer. And I love that oh. Dean Thomas is like, that's not till fifth year. And she's, she's just like, like that. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what he sounds like. All right. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but then she goes on to say, McGee goes on to say that Hermione is the only person in class who has managed to turn a hedgehog into a satisfactory pincushion, and that Dean Thomas's still like cowers in fear anytime a needle comes close to it. Mm. Which How I thought was hilarious. To have a hedgehog turn into the thing that gets poked. Yeah. Do you do you think it feels it when it's a pincushion? Oh my do you gosh. think it's like ringing <laughs> <laughs> wedding day? Oh my uh, God. <laughs> you just got jammed. <laughs> I also love how Hermione tries really hard not to look pleased with herself, but she's super pleased with herself. But as she should be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah she works like, hard. You don't have to be like annoying about it. She's know? not. She's she she's just happy. She is. She thinks she's better than everyone. She is. But that's just not nice. <laughs> what's, what's she, is she saying, I'm better than you? Yes. <laughs> No, she's not. No, she just has a With nice body little language. smug yes. smile on She's her face. allowed to smile, and it sucks to suck. So you go, Hermione. Peeps should practice more like Hermione. Mm. Um, <laughs> they all go to... <laughs> 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 they go to all their other classes today, and they get a ton of homework. So Professor Trelawney gives Ron and Harry top marks for their divination homework, and she reads out large portions of their predictions to the class and commends them for their unflinching acceptance of the horrors in store for them. But then they get super upset because she tells them to do it again for next month, and they're out of ideas. How many more horrible things can happen to them? I mean, Ron's month ends with him getting decapitated. What can happen after that? Burial. True. God. What if that's what he turned in? Like, the next day, the first day of the month, burial, and then nothing, because he's Ron dead. Ron would. <laughs> <laughs> he has the parchment length, like, the perfect length, and it's just, just burial. Burial. <laughs> <laughs> He should be like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to put. I just got decapitated. It's in the stars. <laughs> Can't change fate. Oh, my gosh. Unflinching acceptance. Like, you would think I that mean, she would read the decapitation and be like, really? I mean, I think she eats it up. It's part of her thing, you know? It's her shtick. Uh, they also go to, oh, I said, well, do you think that they did so well because Harry is a seer? Uh I yes. Mean, I mean, it came. Don't came ask through. me. You know, I know. Fire, dragons. I want it. I need a t shirt. Lost please. possession. Harry's a seer. Mm hmm. Other things. Someone's gonna die. I want you're a seer, Harry, and some kind of like glasses with scar. That's I don't know if we're allowed to do that. Trouble. I don't think we can do glasses and a scar, but we could come up with something. Well, you know what would be funny? Something. If you wrote glasses and then scar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do like a divination orb. <gasps> Something like that. That's not copyrighted. Like that. You're a seer. All right, we'll work on it along with our other massive also, someone list of stuff. Off topic. Not really. I did it like Megan did. This is not about Quidditch, but it's about Quidditch. Someone wants a hot cup of fire merch. We have I something. I did dabble in that, but it didn't turn out as how I wanted it. So I need to 
revisit it. Okay. We they had one of those color changing mugs, <gasps> and she wanted she ordered one to see what it looked like, but you could see the design even when I it mean, was dark. Really bad. It looked so bad. It looked horrible. I was like, this is horrible. We Sad need to tweet, find you. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really upset. Maybe we can find a different place to get that done. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. We'll get you guys. We'll Back take care of chapter. our swishers. I think it'd be really funny if you just had a cup that underneath it said hot cup of fire. Like, that's it. Just the words. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy things like that. Uh, they go to History of Magic with Professor Benz, and he has them write two essays on the goblin rebellions of the 18th century. Cool. Uh, potions, they are researching antidotes, and Snape hints that he's going to be poisoning one of them before Christmas to cool. see how well he can make an antidote. Cool. This is whenever he, um, isn't this whenever he says yeah. he's going to poison Neville's yeah. toad? Yeah. <sighs> Neville doesn't like toads. <laughs> yeah, there's Just, a lot of toad things. What does toad mean? Totally out. <laughs> All day. No, totally <laughs> outstanding. Amazing dinosaurs. They probably are dinosaurs. They look kind of like crocodiles, but small. But honestly, it just says like, if you look up toad, it obviously tells you what a toad is. But it also says a contemptible or detestable person. Oh, that's why Umbridge is like described as a toad. toad. She is not a nice person. Um, so they also go to Flitwick's class, a.k.a. Charms, and he has them read three extra books in preparation for their lesson on summoning charms, Goodness. which, in caps, I say, is important. It's going to be charms uh, is important. an Accio time. Swish and flick, <laughs> except no, that's Wingardium Leviosa, never mind. Okay. Just kidding. And then they even get a ton of extra work from Hagrid, our boy Hagrid. He has them coming down to his hut on alternate evenings to observe the Scroots and make notes on their extraordinary behavior. Today, Hagrid, they gotta give it, it up. Over. Why? Today it blasted. <laughs> you know, like what do you say about today? The it screwed it. <laughs> Sarah, I I'm interested on your take of this next sentence I'm about to read. About your boy. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> Draco says he will not be coming down, and Hagrid says, you'll do what you're told. And he tells Hagrid, uh, nope, wait, Draco, he, Hagrid tells Draco, I hear you made a good ferret, Malfoy. What do you think about so that? So this is what I have to say. Two things. First of, threat, first of all, I don't, I well, don't yeah, particularly sure. care that Malfoy has no respect for Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And he should, Zero. regardless of anything, like... He's he's in a he's a professor he's and a professor you, and an adult and another person correct, um, but I also don't particularly care for Hagrid saying that to to Malfoy because what happened to him was a horrible experience and I don't agree with it in the slightest um, because he's probably like has nightmares. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a traumatic thing for him to go through and then Hagrid kind of throwing it at his face is not nice. So Hagrid, both I need you to call Malfoy ten points from both and apologize. Thank you. Next. I don't think he's going to call him anytime soon. No. I agree with Tiffany that it's an empty threat, but it's still yes. the fact that he said it. Yes. Well, it was a way of like poking fun. However, well. but, like, it and works. Just showing, well, it does. And that's also it showing works. what, it's almost like promoting what um, Moody, Moody, did. Judy, Judy did, did was an okay, it was okay. thing. And it wasn't. Um, well, it was okay but, that, it, okay-ish then because nothing happened to Judy. That we know, but yes. Th- nothing. But at the same time, like, 
the things that Draco did to Hagrid last year weren't okay either. No. Agreed. I mean, everybody's so, guilty. Yes. And I do... Doesn't uh, make it okay. Correct. I do appreciate that this does make Draco shut up and listen to him. Yes. Um, so it's like almost like there's no other way to get through to Draco well, because of what his father does with him. I and I do think, do you it, know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But I also think that Hagrid's also a little shy to be able to go and say to Dumbledore, being like, you know what? I'm having trouble with Draco. and He's not doing a, B and C or any other student because he, I think he's so afraid that his position is fragile, which it's not. Mm. Um, but he thinks it is. He's so even, blessed to have what he feels yes. so blessed to have what he has. He doesn't want yes. any reason like to give anyone any reason to take it away from him. But he also needs his students to like respect him regardless if they like him as a person or not. Cause he's, he's not a bad guy. Um, he needs his students to be able to, especially cause you're in care of magical creatures where you have things that can it's hurt dangerous. you and kill you and do all yeah. these things. And you, he's good at what he does realistically. Um, he just needs his students to pay attention and not be jerks. Yes. So like mm. he really should just go to Dumbledore and, but he's, a, I, I mean, he's afraid to cause he doesn't, he thinks he would lose his job, he which he wouldn't. Incompetent. Yeah. He like doesn't. He, yeah. But like, it really is a safety issue mm-hmm. with that class. Yes. I mean, it would be like chemistry and you like messing around in chemistry with like actual things that can yeah. injure you and you're not paying attention to the teacher and then you spill something and it gets on your skin and you have a burn. Well, you know, it's I like, mean, wear your glasses, Carol. Right. She didn't wear hers That's and now right. she can't see. And now Carol's, Carol's not able. She didn't follow directions. Yeah. But it's like Malfoy didn't. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. Yes, you oh do. God. We talked about it on the podcast. Carol didn't wear her goggles. Oh her safety glasses. All right. But, like, didn't Malfoy learn last year? I know. I was thinking you got, thing. you got your arm ripped up. But he didn't get punished for that at all. It was Hagrid's fault. Mm-hmm. But he still eyes. felt the pain. Like, are, Yeah, but he's a twit. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, he, true, the reason you got hurt twit. was because you were showing off because you weren't paying attention and listening to Hagrid. Like, he's yep. the professor. Like, had... had Everyone listened to Hagrid and done what they were supposed to do. Not one person would have gotten hurt. Yeah, but Pansy Parkinson, I gotta show off. You never saw this was hanging up in Magnificat science classes. Well, Megan didn't Classroom. pay attention in science class. I didn't do very well in chemistry. <laughs> I always wore my goggles though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my All right, finish your section. All right. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I can't. They head to the Great Hall, and there's a sign at the foot of the marble staircase that reads, Tri-Wizard Tournament. The delegations from Bobaton and Durmstrang. Durmstrang. You You did Durmstrang. I did. But she read it right. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be arriving at 6 o'clock on Friday, the 30th of October. Lessons will end half an hour early, and Harry is psyched because that's potions. Woo! And he says, he's not going to have time to poison us. Woo! Also, shout out to Sarah for being her Ravenclaw self and looking up and saying that in 1994, uh, October 30th is actually a Sunday. So Get out. (laughs) God. No, but But you know what? I appreciate it. But it's known that JK did not do well with dates in Goblet of Fire specifically. 
I mean, she didn't. She, well, this who would have thought I'm, people would be sitting at a flipping <laughs> table in a basement, being like, "Well, guess what, J.K. Rowling? That was a Sunday." <laughs> well, and until I said, I forgot what talking about the one time, but I looked up and Tiffany was like, "Okay, you have to realize when J.K. Rowling was writing these things, she did not think someone was going to be picking it apart like that." And I was like, "Well, she should have known." Look at you your arms and your pits. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, with, I think this is the book too. That has a lot of specific dates. It does. I mean, um, so I had to make sure that I like because I wanted her to know. grace. Give her some grace. She has two days. She's two days off. Oh lord. It continues to say students will return their bags and books to their dormitories and assemble in front of the castle to greet our guests before the welcoming feast. Crum, 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 crum. All right. Pause. Attention, dear Swishers. Commercial break. I'm listening. It's my turn. Okay. Adventure is out there. <laughs> Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee as you can get anywhere when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters? They are artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees, so now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each theme bag is beautiful. It's custom artwork by a guest artist, and it makes it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office. So try one of their premium wizarding roasts. There's Booksmart Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, or Big Hearted Butterscotch. Rep your house. (laughs) All their coffees are certified gluten and allergen free. So start your coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com and use coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Brew your happy place. Bust out that cauldron. Make some coffee. Mm. Do it. It's really good. Speaking of coffee, Marty... Just put on a pot for us. Yeah, bless you, he's Marty. The bomb. He's bless all right. You. He's so hot. Mm. I would not say that, and if I did, that'd be a whole other conversation we'd have to have. Well. All I care about is that the coffee's <laughs> hot. So Marty's hot. The coffee's hot. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, Tell me hot more. Do Tell me more. Tell like, me did how he I have can... a car. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> can I listen to? Harry Potter? Yeah. And other books? (laughs) Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash swishflickcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. Go to audible.com slash swishflickcast to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. You can get all seven of the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts, Quidditch Through the Ages, History of Magic, and Behind the Scenes of Crimes of Grindelwald audiobook. I listen to all of the Harry Potter audiobooks on Audible on my long drives to and from work. All of them at the same time? All of them at the same time. It's not confusing. No. Um, when you sign up, you get one audiobook for free, so you can pick whatever book you would like. So to download your free audiobook today, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast. Woo! Do it. Put your headphones in, listen to some Potter, drink some Potter-themed coffee from Expedition Roasters. 
They also have Tina out as well. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're setting up a perfect evening for you. Um, mm. They posted, Expedition Roasters posted the other day, that they are working on more tea flavors. Ooh. And they asked for people to go onto their page and comment their ideas for flavor combinations. Everybody should go there and tell them that they should do some Harry Potter tea brews because oh that would God. be bomb. Like, could you just imagine like a nice Scottish tea, like a like a Scottish English or not Scottish English Scottish breakfast tea? Like, you know how something that you like- could sit in. Um, you know, the Gryffindor common room right next to the fire and drink some oh, good tea. Oh, I would like a little florally tea. Would you like to sit in my Flurs. common room? Well, I, was I would. Say, like a Luna Love good. I think I'm going to sneak in. I'm going to steal it from the Slytherin. I'm going to sneak right in. Really good. <laughs> they could call it um, Dirigible Plum. <laughs> I think that Yorkshire Gold has turmeric in it. That's what gives it the color. Say, oh, I was going to say, you know, turmeric, they could call like, that's like the new healthy thing to put in your teas and coffees. They could be Dude, like Yorkshire gold is the bomb. Just makes me think of Yukon gold potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Yukon makes me think of? Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> Silver and gold. Uh, Yellow. So go on to Expedition Roasters Facebook page, like it, and then comment on their tea post and tell them to make Hogwarts teas. Tea oh, I'm so excited. For you. What if they did like a blueberry tea for Ravenclaw? Like kind of like recreated their coffee flavors, but in tea flavors for the houses. Uh, I wouldn't care for that. I, I would like drink, blueberry. I don't mind a blueberry tea. I don't, I'm not a big fan of blueberry coffee. Um, but I was saying like a Luna flavored like coffee do, or tea. Doesn't that sound like it'd be really good? Yes. Luna? Like a Luna inspired flavored tea. Plum. Like I, like I think it would be really tea. good. Plums. Like it'd be like an herbally fruity. Yes. Yes. Go like comment that, Sarah. Juice. Maybe they'll make do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. And like for Gryffindor, <laughs> they could do like a rose, like a white tea with like rose mm. and strawberry maybe or something mm. like that. And then Slytherin could be a green, green tea. tea. Ooh, I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm here for that. I enjoy me a green tea. And well, Hufflepuff could be like a gold tea, like with turmeric in it. And make it like a nice goldy. You're color. welcome, Expedition Roasters. We'll take those. <laughs> in a nice little box on our doorstep i really do want to like get into i know this sounds really you want to get into tea i want to get into tea, oh, tea is amazing best. it's yeah the, but i want like do you want me to bring you some flavors of tea that i have please okay i have so many tea. i think it would help me relax mm-hmm. it's so good like a relaxy cab british swishers tell us your tea suggestions yeah. yes Learn us some tea. Learn us some tea. I need to learn me some tea knowledge. After those wonderful readings of ads, we're going back into the chapter. (laughs) Is that your way of going back instead of saying all right, so? Yep, wasn't it great? It was awesome. There's only a week until the other schools arrive. We get a little mention of Cedric from Ernie Mac. Just so we don't forget about who Cedric <laughs> is. Joe's good at this. She like just constantly puts like little tiny reminders, little chicken nuggets, if you will. <laughs> Ten pieces of nugget. Ten pieces of nugget. However, Ron, come on. He's like that idiot, Hogwarts champion. Um, but Hermione snaps back and she's like, he's not an idiot. And Ron's like, you just, or she says, Ron, you just don't like him because he beat Gryffindor at Quidditch. Mm. And she's like, I've heard he's a really good student and he's a prefect. And like, that's just, that's the end all. It's clearly he's just a perfect person because he's a prefect. Yep. Um, and Ron's like, you only like him because he's handsome. And Ronnie's like, I wouldn't do that. And Ron's like, oh, heart. <laughs> also, I think this is a little foreshadowing into the future. Crumb. Little crumb-sized crumb. uh, foreshadowing. 
nice foreshadowing. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that funny. It was, but okay. it was really funny. <laughs> I like it so much. Crumb. Over the next week, all anyone's talking about is the Triwizard Tournament. <gasps> There's rumors flying everywhere. Who's going to be the champion from Hogwarts? Um, what's going to be involved in the tournament? How did the students from the other schools differ from Hogwarts students? And Harry notices that the castle's undergoing an extra thorough cleaning, as Sarah brought up in her that's summary. hilarious. There's what? like a, th- that she just talks about how your mom like wants you to clean. Like there's a video mm. online yes. of that woman and she was like, she's got the vacuum yes. and she's like running around. <laughs> Have you seen um, someone re- recently in the past like two or three days on our group posted the thing where it's, it's a snapshot of Ron talking to his mom because she's like, I need you to clean your room. And he's oh, like, yeah. He's like, why? Like, why do you care? Like, they're not going to be in my room. She's like, because the wedding's happening in two days. Like, that's something my mom would be. Because mm-hmm. then I'd be like, especially when we moved into our new house, she was like, what if, well, what if I want to give a tour of the house? You have to have your room clean. Like, come on. I could be living there for 30 years. She's like, the room needs to be clean. People might want to look at it. No, they don't. It's just a room. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's such a mom thing. But mm-hmm. honestly, that's like a me thing. Like, I, if I could... I want, like, everything to be, like, perfect. And the lady in the video is like, this house needs to look like nobody lives here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to read from the chapter. Harry noticed, too, that the castle seemed to be undergoing an extra thorough cleaning. Several grimy portraits have been scrubbed, much to the displeasure of their subjects, who sat huddled in their frames, muttering darkly and Mm. wincing as they felt their raw pink faces. The suits of armor were suddenly gleaming and moving without squeaking, and Argus Filch, the caretaker, was behaving so ferociously to any student who forgot to wipe their shoes that he terrified a pair of first-year girls into hysterics. Oh my gosh, Filch. Jeez. All their members of the staff seemed oddly tense too. Quote, Longbottom, kindly do not reveal that you can't even perform a simple switching spell in front of anyone from Durmstrang. Professor McGonagall barked at the end of one particularly difficult lesson, during which Neville had accidentally transplanted his own ears onto a cactus. Holy mackerel. Poor Neville. Yeah, don't call out kids like that. Just because you're in a bad mood, McGee, don't throw it on your students. She was clearly just having an off day. Because that's not, that's uncharacteristic. Yeah. 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 Like, again, that's how your mom is when it's getting close to yeah. Like game time, and she's like, "Don't even talk to me. Like, <laughs> don't use a cup. Drink from the faucet." <laughs> yeah, my mom gets like ferocious when like things are happening. She's like, "Why is this here, mom? That's been there since birth. Like, you can't move it. Like since it's, birth. It's, it's, <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, mom, you can't move the dishwasher. Like, it stays there." <laughs> Get it out of the way. They had even hung enormous silk banners on the wall in the Great Hall for each of the houses. I point this out because, hey, Ravenclaw, shout out to you. The colors are clearly stated in the book. Blue with a bronze eagle. eagle. A bronze eagle. eagle. I'm can here for you. Can you say it louder for the people in the back? Yeah. Bronze <laughs> eagle. Hey, it's not silver. Blue and bronze. It's not a silver raven. <laughs> it's a bronze eagle. Sorry, guys. Oh. <sighs> This is uh, why I don't like to own a lot of official merchandise because I don't it's not, want it's not a, it's technically not official. I mean, no, <laughs> all of their official merchandise no, is I'm silver saying. and I'm not here for it. I'll so even don't, say don't. I don't want it. Hufflepuff is like 
so they go between the dark muted yellow that I like and like highlighter yellow. Mm-hmm. It's like a Gryffindor dark colors yellow. differed as well. Yeah, sometimes they have like that back in the deep... day they were like maroon. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't mind the maroon. Oh, I, I like, like the, the dark dark red. red. I will say. I know, like the purpley red. You oh, know I'm, I'm thinking of about? like the super bright, like red, red, oh, see, like I that, feel... that stocking red. Oh yeah, I yeah. hate that. No. I um don't mind the cursed child Ravenclaw colors because it's double blue. Yeah, yeah. But I still don't really want a lot of it because it's not blue and bronze. All I really want is a blue and bronze tie. That's all I want. I like it. Someone knit her. I don't want it knitted. I want it black. No, I want it knitted. No, yes. I want a legitimate tie. Why do you want a tie? What if I want to be a house tie? I don't have a house tie. I have a Gryffindor one. I have a Gryffindor and a Slytherin one. Because you two are posers. I have Gryffindor. Um, No, it's for when I cosplay as Lily. It's for when I cosplay as Hagrid. (laughs) 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 I specifically bought it for when I'm Hagrid because he wishes he was still. I do. So here's. I want. Real robes, like so. When we park. go to Universal later this year, you should buy some. We're, I'm gonna check a bag. We <laughs> <laughs> need to with those; they're massive. You should get the kid ones. They're so cool, though. Those are cheaper. They are. And and if I get Hufflepuff, I'll get the kid ones. Okay, guarantee. I need. Wait, you don't have puff you robes? No, I don't have Slytherin robes either. I have a Gryffindor robe. I don't have robes. I have a Gryffindor robe. I have. Um, <laughs> I have a cosplay. graduate robe. <laughs> Not a graduate, but like a. <laughs> High school robe. True. Bath I have robe. my college yes. one. It's oh, upstairs. do I even have my Max one? It was white, so why would mine, you ever My high school one was white. I don't even know where mine is. Gross. The sleeves on my college one are awesome because they're like super long. They're like... <laughs> my mom's are pretty cool. Yeah. I almost right. made a Borat quote that would not have been appropriate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know what quote. <laughs> okay, back to the chapter. Fred and George are acting strange again. And the trio all overhear them this time. So George is saying gloomily to Fred, it's a bummer, all right. But if you <laughs> won't talk to us in person, we'll have to send him the letter after all. Or we'll stuff it into his hand. He can't avoid us forever. Mm. Who's avoiding you, said Ron, sitting down next to them. Wish you would, said Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Looking irritated at Such the interruption. Such a brother thing to say. Facts. I know. What's a bummer? Having a nosy git like you for a brother, <laughs> said George. <laughs> So the topic turns to, big surprise, the Triwizard Tournament, and Harry asks them if they've thought any more on entering or how they're going to enter. And George says that they asked McGee how the champions are chosen, but she told him to shut up and get on transfiguring his raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ron says he bets him and Harry could do the task because they've done dangerous stuff before, right? (laughs) No big deal. And Fred's like, ah, you haven't done it in front of a panel of judges. McGee says that the champions get awarded points according to how well they've done their tasks. Um, the judges are the heads of the participating schools, and we learned this a couple episodes ago. All three of the heads of houses, thank you, were injured during the tournament of 1792 when a cockatrice the champions were trying to catch one on a rampage. 1792. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of dings. <laughs> Hermione goes on a rampage herself, explaining that all of this is in Hogwarts of history. Though now she says that book isn't really reliable um, because it doesn't mention anywhere in there that there's house elves that work at Hogwarts. <laughs> oh my gosh. In over a thousand pages, there's not one mention that, quote, we are all colluding in the oppression of a hundred slaves. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh. 
Harry and Ron's lack of enthusiasm over SPEW really hasn't done anything to curb Herm's determination. So they both paid the two sickles to kind of like shut her up for their badge. (laughs) Um, But that only seemed to egg her on. Uh, Quote, she had been badgering Harry and Ron ever since, first to wear the badges, then to persuade others to do the same. And she had only taken... She had also taken to rattling around the Gryffindor common room every evening, cornering people and shaking the collection tin under their noses. Some people, like <laughs> Neville, had paid paid up just to stop Hermione from glowering at them. A few glowering, seemed, glowering at them. A few seemed like mildly glower. interested in what she had to say, but were reluctant to take a more active role in campaigning. Many regarded this whole thing as a joke. I like the image of her like rattling the I tin know. under their noses. Like, this is another topic of being like. You can't force someone. Mm-hmm. She should have gone a different way about it. Like, yeah, campaign. This is, you know, it's important to you. You should spread the word. But you can't literally shove it down someone's throat. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. She could have gotten her point across in a much better way yes. than, like, forcing people, just, like, going up to them and be like, donate. You know, I mean, like, that's not going to get people excited mm-hmm. about the cause. Yeah, like, you, you need to talk that, about your reasoning. No. And, right. Yeah. Yes. Give them the option. Yeah. You're not going to. You can't force people to do anything. Right. Correct. In fact, that's probably going to turn them away. Correct. Correct. I Correct. I am the type of person, and I can feel myself right now getting annoyed with her being like, no, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go buy a house I and own it. I really wouldn't <sighs> do that, but I would that say it to her just so to annoy her. Sarah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. Also, that is very much Martin. I was going to, yep. <laughs> my thing is like, don't, here's my thing. Don't tell me what to do. That's just, that's it. Don't tell me what to do because I don't like it. And uh, you can't make me do it. Sometimes it's hard for me to not tell people what to do because my job is to tell people what to do. (laughs) (laughs) My job is to not listen. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) But again, she could have gone about this a whole different way because the idea behind it is not awful. Her execution of it is not great. Right, right, right. That's the thing. It just. How many times are we going to say the same things though? I feel like we're going to be talking this. about this to the I end know. of time. Honestly, but you know, y'all know. So George asks Hermione, have you ever been to the kitchens? Because there's, they've been there a load of times. They've met the house elves. They're happy. They think they have the best job in the world. To George's credit, being a house elf at Hogwarts is Has probably be one of the best jobs the best. in the yes. world. Yeah. <laughs> As we just stated, I think last episode, um, Hermione insists it's because they're uneducated and brainwashed, which She's not she, wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> it's a culture thing. You know, yeah. a lot of things, it takes a long time for these things to change, especially when no one's taken a stance on this before. Um, but she's cut off when the mail comes, and Harry has a response from Sirius. So, quote, nice try, Harry. I'm back in the country and well hidden. I want you to keep me posted on everything that's going on at Hogwarts. Don't use Hedwig. Keep changing owls. And don't worry about me. Just watch out for yourself. Don't forget what I said about your scar. Do you think that um, they are, I mean, actively checking owls right now because no. of him? No. Ministry? I feel like all of a sudden it was just like, they don't we're not even anymore. like really that much a hot pursuit of him yeah. anymore. I think because... Um, or is he just paranoid? I don't think... No. He's I, mean, I think Harry... No, Harry has, says oh, keep changing owls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah, he, just in case. If they catch on to something like that, I'm sure they would check it out. Because so, like, just next, don't bring attention to it. Next year, that's a big thing. Checking the fires, checking the owls yes. and stuff. So well, I'm wondering if they're casually... But that's do, more of a do you think for they, Dumbledore thing, isn't it? Do you think they're they more all, so tracking what 
Dumbledore is doing. And Harry, I would think, the <clears throat> yeah. two of them, you oh, know? Yeah. And they're using Sirius as a scapegoat. Yeah. I just wonder, like, if there's always ministry officials kind of, like, checking on Owls. Probably. Kind of like the FBI or something, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they're always, mm-hmm. you know, Although, big brother watching out. Owl post security. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take this moment to say hello to my personal FBI agent. Hey. Hello. I know you're always there watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope Hi. you really like Harry oh. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably annoyed. They're with huge us. fans. <laughs> um, I was going to say something and now I can't remember. Oh, serious. You don't want to use Hedwig, but you're sending like two cans and macaws to prevent well, tribe. I don't think it was as big of a deal when he was out of the country. Yeah, yeah. true. Because they couldn't trek. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Harry can't deny the fact that Sirius being closer is actually reassuring. Like, I think he's struggling with that. Like, here he is having his. One of his closest father figures, mm-hmm. you know, very near now, but he also was worried about him getting caught. Yeah. Um, the next day, there's a pleasant feeling of anticipation in the air. No one really pays any attention in their lessons, which I feel this is kind of like when you're in school and it's like the last day before break or something, you know? Um, everyone's excited for the arrival of Bobatons and Derm. I put Derm Strange. We're having a struggle, <laughs> struggle with this. We can't type Derm's during this. Um, quote, even potions was more bearable than usual as it was a half an hour shorter. All the students head down to the entrance hall and the heads of houses are like shouting instructions at their kids. McGee tells Ron to straighten his hat and tells poor Parvati to take that ridiculous thing out of your hair, keeping it real 90s with that <laughs> ornamental butterfly in yes. her braids. Yes, I still have mine because my grandma gave them to me and she's... <laughs> passed on now but I, and they're kind of a little rusty but they're upstairs in my jewelry box and i still have them they're i clips. still have some too mm-hmm. I love oh yeah them. <laughs> they file down the steps they line up in front of the castle they start discussing like how are they going to get here um a train broomsticks porky of course apparition is brought up and that makes hermione mad as it always does <laughs> you can't so, apparate uh, in and out of hogwarts yeah. grounds none of these things though <clears throat> none nope. of these ways nope correct well, train, I guess, but they, then they'd have to take the carriages like the students or something. They don't come by any of these ways? No, Correct. I'm just saying they could. Oh. <laughs> they could do all the things. Not apparition. Into Hogsmeade. Haven't you read Hogwarts A History? God. No, because it's not written. <laughs> Dear Joe. <laughs> it's not accurate because they don't mention house elves. My that gosh. is kind of weird that it's not even like this is how the kitchen run. It is run. pretty weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, are they trying to hush it all up? Hush it all up. Hush it all up. All up. Bonjour. Bonjour. The students have arrived. <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles are all means of transportation, but Bobaton are more magical than that. They arrive in style in a powder blue horse-drawn carriage. It's the size of a large house. Um, it's being pulled by a dozen pegasuses, a.k.a. winged horses. Pegasi. <laughs> um, they're palominos. Is that how you say that? I yeah. think so. Um, each about the size of an elephant. Insane. Ooh. Their hooves were larger than dinner plates. Huge. They were golden with fiery red eyes. Ooh. Um, and then I wanted to like look up palominos, but... The internet didn't tell me a crazy ton of it. I mean, they did. I want to see a picture. But is it says, Palomino is a genetic color in horses consisting of a gold coat and white mane and tail. And the degree of whiteness can mm. vary from bright yellow, bright white to yellow. Look at that wee pony. Oh, cute, cute, cute little animal. They're so cute. And then I looked up <clears throat> the size of an elephant. 
And so oh, the one here we go. The one was the African bush elephant. The average um, height is eleven feet and thirteen thousand pounds, mm-hmm. and um, eleven feet is about two point seven Danny DeVitos. I was just gonna ask you, did it? Yes. <laughs> you see, two point seven DD. <laughs> I thought that was some weird conversion for like. Our overseas friends. <laughs> then you pulled out Danny DeVito, and I'm here for it. And then on Pottermore, oh, never gets old. Um, there's an uh, a concept illustration of Fleur de la Cour and a fellow Bobaton student in their school uniforms. So I thought that was really cool. I like their uniforms. I like and the concept art. It makes me feel like it's very like you know when you see like fat like fashion yeah. sketches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another one. Um, they have a colossal carriage. This is on Pottermore as well, and it's just a picture of Madame Maxim and the students of Bobatons arriving at Hogwarts in style, um, yeah. which is really cool. But at the same time, like I think all of these things would be bigger because it doesn't look one like the size of a house. It looks like the size of like a tiny. Tiny Maybe home. it's like the tent. But this has like a large, it's literally described as a large house. Yeah. It's, that's bananas to me. Um, and so as it's coming in, <laughs> as it's coming in, Harry notices that on the carriage door, there's the coat of arms on it and it has two crossed golden wands, each admitting three stars. I like that. Yes. I like that a lot. I didn't oh, I, let me look at that picture and like see if this? it's on the... Is it like the stars I'm on my sure it You is. can see, you can see it. You, well, I'll say this: you can see the wands, but they kind of look like drumsticks on the um, the door of the oh, yeah, carriage. If you zoom in, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then, in, in case anyone doesn't know who Pegasus is, that has to do with um, Greek Hercules Greek, uh, mythology. Yes, it's a winged Hercules, horse. Hercules. <laughs> And then I'm going to read a little bit from the book. And it says, A boy in pale blue robes jumped down from the carriage, bent forward, fumbled for a moment with something on the carriage floor, and unfolded a set of golden steps. He sprang back respectively. Then Harry saw a shining, high-heeled black shoe emerging from inside the carriage. Hey, girl, hey. A shoe the size of a child's sled. (laughs) Wait a minute. Think about that. Also, props to my tall girl for wearing heels because some tall <laughs> girls are like, I'm too tall. I don't want to be even no. taller with heels. If you she like heels, wear them. Yes. If they weren't so uncomfortable, I'd wear them because I feel like I look nice in them, but I don't wear them ever. <laughs> I cannot walk in them. I'm horrible at it. I love a good heel. So it's the size of a child's sled um, followed almost immediately by the largest woman he had ever seen in his life. The size of the carriage and of the horses was immediately explained. A few people gasped. Um, The only other person Harry had ever seen that was that size was Hagrid, and he didn't think that there was much of a difference in their height. And it says, the the woman seemed even more unnaturally large. As she stepped into the light flooding from the entrance hall, she was revealed to have a handsome, olive-skinned face, large, black, liquid-looking eyes, and a rather beaky nose. Her hair was drawn back into a shiny knob at the base of her neck. She was dressed from head to toe in black satin, and many magnificent opals gleamed at her throat and on her thick fingers. Um, So then I was like, let's look up opal. Yeah. I just want to say opals are my favorite. I love them. They're so beautiful. Am I your opal, Meg? Your birthday birthday is in October. (laughs) So as Megan just said, opal is October's birthstone. And I wanted to look up if there was like any meaning um, with opals. 
This is necklaces with opals set in them were worn to repel evil and to protect um, eyesight. And that was from the farmer, mm. Farmer's Almanac. Like that. And then there's another thing um, on the internet because, you know, the internet tells us things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all true. And it says internet. opal is an emotional stone and it reflects the mood of the wearer. It intensifies emotions and releases inhibitions, encouraging both freedom and independence. Which I thought was cool. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's a... Interesting things about opals from the internet. Uh-huh. So Dumbledore and students clap at their arrival, and we find out that her name is Madame Maxim. Madame Maxim. Nope. Yeah. Maxime. It's not Maxime. Ma- I don't like that. Like you say what you want to say. And um, with her are her pupils that come out of the carriage. So um, there's also a like kind of fact file with her. She's the elegant headmistress of Bobatons and a half giantess, but don't say that to her fakes. So her first name is Olympi. Um, her skills, an excellent dancer in the words of Dumbledore himself. Her hobbies are attending to her Abraxan horses. Um, and there's like a couple other things below it. <clears throat> but that's pretty much it cool. that uh, that thing has. So Harry now noticed that about a dozen boys and girls, all by the looks of them, in their late teens, had emerged from the carriage and were now standing behind um, Maxim. Maxim? I don't know. They were shivering, which was unsurprising, given their robes seemed to be made of fine silk and none of them were wearing cloaks. A few had wrapped scarves and shawls around their heads. I have a serious question. I'm the type of person, as of right now, my next two vacations, even when we went to New York, I have those in my phone to look at the weather. Why didn't you look at the weather? You also know you're going farther up north, and the more north you go, the colder you're going to get if you're above the equator. Why didn't you dress appropriately? These are things I look Maybe for. Maybe they don't have those apps. But they should just know. <laughs> England's going to be colder. Scotland's going to be colder. I have to say also, I don't like how they changed it to be like an all girls mm-hmm. school and an all boys school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. What? Did well, they wanted to like portray the Bobaton as like dainty, yeah, I think. And like Durmstrang was like rough, you know? Durmstrang so they, is rough, but you can be a girl and be rough at Durmstrang. And you could be a boy and be a little mm-hmm. bit more feminine. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. No, yeah. I know. But that's. I don't. Yeah. I'm, not saying you, I'm not saying you personally I know. do these things. I know. I know. No, but it's just like that's annoying. Yes, they should have kept it the same. These are things that didn't need to be changed, in my opinion. Correct. Agreed. My pepper. Um, and then some. <laughs> there's a fact file too about Bobaton's Academy. We know it's a wizarding school in Europe, um, situated somewhere in the Pyrenees. We know it's a school. The residents or owners. I don't think would be well. The residents, but I don't think either one of these people own it. You know, it's Fleur de Lacour and Madame Maxime. Magical properties, magically hidden. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, but I think that's cool. That's super cool. And there's, they have a whole article on Pottermore about Bobatons, which we went into, didn't we? And then another episode, because we just posted it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to read it. But Nicholas Flamel went there. I enjoy oh, that. That makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, because it says... Apart from the Flamel's famous ex-students of Bobatons include Vincent Duke de Trafal Peak. I don't know if that's how you would say that, <laughs> who escaped the terror by casting a concealment charm on his neck, pretending that his head had been cut off. <laughs> I think that had been yes. the Triwizard Tournament. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so fun stuff. 
So um, she wants um, her horses to be taken care of, and Dumbledore says that Hagrid will take care of it once he is done dealing with a situation. And like, I'm pretty sure Ron's like, it's probably a Scroot-related thing. Um, he informs, I don't know why he, oh, he informs her that her steeds, or oh my lord, she informs him that her steeds are very strong and they need a forceful hand. And I said, something. And then to um, inform this agrid <laughs> that the horses only drink single malt whiskey. Single malt whiskey. Yes. Which I think, that's my hysterical. Bad. Sorry. <laughs> And then, so she and her students head back into the castle, or head into the castle to warm up whilst the Hogwarts peeps are waiting for Karkaroff and his students to arrive. And I was like, uh, you know, the students are like, do you think the Durmstrang horses are as big as the Bobatons ones? Let's see. So they're still, like, waiting. They hear a strange noise, and then Lee Jordan is like, whoa, look at the lake. Not Ricky, like, the black lake. Oh, my. (laughs) So there's something happening in the lake, a great disturbance. It's a lot of bubbles, and then a whirlpool appears right in the middle of it. And it says, yes. I always envision the squid just, like, going in circles. <laughs> One tentacle <laughs> down a tub drain. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how, it, um, how it's described. It's like when you ha- take the drain out of a tub or something, and yeah. the little whirlpool happens. <laughs> so what seems to be a long black pole began to rise slowly out of the heart of the whirlpool, and then Harry saw the rigging. It's a mast, he said to Ron and Hermione. Slowly, magnificently, the ship rose out of the water, gleaming in the moonlight. Um, it had strangely skeletal look about it, and as though it was resurrected, as it were a resurrected rack, and the dim, misty lights shimmering at its portholes looked like ghostly eyes. Mm. Finally, with a great sloshing noise, the ship emerged entirely, bobbing on the turbulent water and began to glide toward the bank. A few moments later, they heard a great splash of an anchor being thrown down into the shallows and a thud of a plank lowered onto the bank. In the that rhymed. <laughs> I did think that when I <laughs> So from far away, they all looked like they were built like Crab and Goyle, but it was mostly due to the fact that they had on heavy cloaks. Um, and they were, it says that they were made from like a, some type of shaggy fur, um, which Holy makes mammoth. sense. One, because they're from like Northern Europeanness, And two, it's cold in Scotland, Bobatons. It's cold. It is cold. Do you think they're from like Russia? Is that what we came? They're thinking like a Norway, Sweden place okay, because but, like, Russia far up north there. I don't Russia. Well, it's, well, no, but like Norway and Sweden, they're Russia. pretty long, right? So like probably like northern. Yes, that's what northern the internet Sweden. says. There's where they think it is. Norway, Norway, Norway um, is where Anna and, and Elsa are. Well, from. I was gonna try to do like a bonjour. Obviously, is French. I don't know. How, I didn't know how to say hello, like I was going to do Bulgarian, but then I was like, well, it's not really, they're not in Bulgaria. Victor's just from Bulgaria. Crumb. <laughs> Crumb. Um, <clears throat> and then the man leading them was wearing furs of a different sort. That's a horse of a different color. I was going to say that's a fur of a different color. <laughs> so sleek and silver, just like his hair. And so Karkaroff has described it. Um, he had a fruity, unctuous voice when he stepped into the light pouring from the front doors of the castle they saw that he was tall and thin like dumbledore but his white hair was short and his goatee finishing in a small curl um did not entirely hide his rather weak chin that's like jafar yeah yeah (laughs) the illustration of this chapter of him well i don't is that for this chapter i can't remember but no there's an illustration of karkaroff in this book as a chapter art, it looks so accurate. And I think the actor that they 
had play him looks exactly like that illustration, That's except awesome. his hair is black and not white. I was going to say, I like in the movie, how he goes, Albus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a fact file in him as well. I think it's interesting that the <clears> background <throat> um, is green. And it's former Death Theater and Headmaster of Durmstrang Institute. We know his full name is Eagle Cockroft. Yes, Megan? What are you trying to say about the color green? You know what we're saying. Lime. <laughs> Every villain is lime. Every villain is green. You, you know what this Every is, Every villain snake. is lemons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his skills, he's skilled in the dark arts. His hobby is encouraging a culture of fear and intimidation during his post as headmaster of Durmstrang. That's, that's terrifying. That's not how you should lead. Yeah. Yeah how Igor leads Mm -hmm. and there's like they've got some pictures of like film stills from the movie with him standing around and stuff like that Um, so he greets Dumbledore with a smile showing his yellow teeth but the smile doesn't quite reach his eyes and then he tells um, his student Victor to come inside he has a slight head cold like he's like you don't mind Dumbledore that we go inside Um, and then Harry didn't need Ron punching him to realize who the boy was Harry it's Crumb Crumb I spelled Victor wrong Crumb 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 um, so then there's some stories about Durmstrang, which did we talk about this in the other episode? No, I don't remember. I don't think so, so. I think so. I we forget just all things when I'm done recording. Oh, Batten. Is it so Durmstrang, Durmstrang, or Durmstrange? <laughs> oh, well, it we, has a phonetic spelling. <laughs> we have spelled it in all ways. Durmstrang. Durmstrang. Oh, we're all wrong. <laughs> no, honestly, no, Durm, it's on. Durm, yeah, Durmstrang. Durmstrang. Yeah. Huh. So it's a European wizarding school with a dark reputation. Dark reputation. Dark reputation. You and me, we got dark reputation. And you heard about me. Megan was the only one that said, you and I have a dark reputation. What's it say about the Slytherin? So where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Not Durmstrang, because she ain't that kind of lady. Oh, She's in San Francisco. I don't know. But it's in the far north of Europe. Um, the type of, San it just Diego. says type, school. It is San Diego. <laughs> what? You said she's in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, San Diego. <laughs> well, her last name. Carmen, Carmen San, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> she's visiting for the weekend. Um, residents or owners, again, neither one of these are owners, I don't think. Igor Harkroff and Victor Crumb, plus all the other students that are neglected. Nobody cares about them. It's like crumb. Is the crumb effect is way worse than the Potter. Effect. It is. Yeah. Like, and I feel like Harry's Harry's a little bit deserving. Like, he's not that he is not. He's a good seeker. Like, crumb is is very good at what he does, but mm. I think all other aspects, he's not as great. Where Harry's not Ooh. dumb. You know what I mean? Well, like it says, he's flat footed. You can tell that he's not as comfortable on the ground as he is in the air. We'll throw in some shade. <laughs> Um, the magical properties. He, it's also magically concealed. Mm. It's magically concealed. It's magically delicious. <laughs> My God. <laughs> um, and then there is also on the Mora Potter an article like the Bobatons one, and it's Dorm, Dormstrang. Dormstrang. And it once had the darkest reputation of all 11 wizarding schools, um, though this was never entirely merited. It is true that Dermstrang, which was or which has turned out many truly great witches and wizards, has twice in its history fallen under the stewardship of wizards of dubious allegiance or nefarious intent, and uh, that it has one infamous ex-pupil. Can you guys guess who it is? Grindelwald. And it says the first of these unhappy men, um, Harfang Munter. 
took the school shortly after the mysterious death of its founder, the great Bulgarian witch, Nerida um, Volchanovic. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Doing better than I could. Um, Munter established uh, Durmstrang's or Doomstrang's <gasps> reputation for dueling and all forms of martial magic. Martial magic? Like martial arts, but yeah, it's martial magic. I like that. Is that um, why they come in with those staffs and they're like, oh! I love that scene <laughs> so much. Um, and it says, which remains an impressive part of its cur- uh, curriculum today. The second dark period in Durmstrang's history came with the headmastership of Igor Karkaroff, an ex-Death Eater who fled his post upon the return from exile of Lord Voldemort, fearing the latter's um, retribution. Karkaroff was an unprincipled and egotistical man who encouraged a culture of fear and intimidation among the students, and many parents withdrew their children from Durmstrang while he was in charge. He's such a garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And it says the ex-pupil who ex-pupil who has done more than any other to cause damage to Durmstrang's reputation is Gellert Grindelwald, one of the most dangerous wizards of the 20th century. However, in recent years, Durmstrang has undergone something of a renaissance and has produced such international uh, luminaries as international Quidditch star Victor Crumb. Crumb. And it says, although believed to be situated in the far north of Europe, Durmstrang is one of the most secretive of all schools about its whereabouts, so no one can be quite certain. Visitors who must comply with memory charms to erase their knowledge of how they got there speak of vast, sprawling grounds with many stunning views, not least of the great dark spectral ship that is moored on a mountain lake behind the school from which students dive in the summertime. Here's, I wonder why they're, I wonder if they're so secretively hidden because they don't want Grindelwald supporters showing up. Ooh, that's a good thought. You know, that is a good thought. Yeah. Um, on some on some internet places, it's saying that they think it might be like Northern Scandinavian. Scandinavia is where it could be located, but yeah, you. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, unless she tells us. So. Yeah, dear Joe. Always dear Joe. And then there's um, other articles. There's um, <laughs> images of um, Igor Karkaroff. And then there is, I'm Pottermore. It's just a film still. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that sounds weird when I say it. And then there's another um, picture from the movie. It's a film still. And it's a celebrity guest. And it says, students look on in amazement as Victor Crumb arrives at Hogwarts as a prospective Triwizard champion. Also, can we talk about how good looking that guy is in real life? Ha. Oh. Who, Crumb? Yes. What's his name? Stanislav. Stanislav. Nevsky. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, and then I <laughs> wanted to look compounds. up the meaning of their names. And Max, well, I tried to look up Igor Krokoff and all it was like, oh, this is from Harry Potter. Yeah. He was the Don't whatever. You I was like, hate that. That's re- so annoying. Like, if I look up something and it's like, this is Harry Potter, and it's like all the pages down are from Harry Potter, and I'm like, that's I not what I'm No, like, know. literally <laughs> on like baby, like meaning of names or something.com, it's like literally all it has is like, he's the headmaster of Hogwarts. You're literally not telling me anything. Right. Which just, she might have just made the name up. Maybe search the, like etymology, use that word whenever we Well, search. and I do have a book that talks about some of the names and I just forgot to look at it. So I apologize to all my listeners. I'll get it better next time. And then I did Google Maxime and it's, um, it's a French baby name and the French um, in French, the meaning of the name Maxime is the greatest. Hagrid thinks she's the greatest. 
I wonder if Olympi. Truth. Is it Olympi or Olymp? Hmm. I would think Olympi. I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> just says the meaning of it is from Olympus. <laughs> Thanks. Can you have it phonetically do it? Can you have it say it? How do you do that? Is that Google? Uh, Google. It depends on how you do it. Oh, shnikes. I just got rid of the thing. Dictionary.com does that. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was cool. We're seeing the headmasters, mistresses of the other schools, how they arrived. And uh, the chapter ends. I wish Elver Morney had been a part of it. Yeah. Uh, we would have beaten everyone because miracle we. rules. Oh, I don't know who this we is. I go to Hogwarts. You would not have gone to Hogwarts. I would have gone to Hogwarts. Maybe you could have done an exchange program. Hogwarts is my past prison. Oh. oh. Is your name Tom Riddle? For Voldemort and Valor. Is. I said for Voldemort and Valor. <laughs> Can we talk about... Did you see what I wrote in my notes with the... Um, they like a strong hand. Yes. You're oh, Your dog is barking. Well, there's probably Martin. Lightning just so bolt ram. We have zero questions. I know. Um, <laughs> what would you have worn when you showed up? Oh, my God. All the layers. Naked. Mm. Starkers. Starkers. <laughs> Go Starkers. Honestly, like... I have finally figured out in my life how to pack for me because I'm like whenever like when we went to, went to New York, oh I God, packed yeah. way more clothes than like Meg would because she's not cold all the time, but mm-hmm. I am. So she'll like look she, at me and be like, oh, "You no, don't under- need those." No, but now I've she been understanding it. it more because then she complains less. Yeah, I do. No, Whoa. it's true. I'll straight up admit it. I'll tell her I'm like, <laughs> if I don't do this, I'll just complain and I won't have a good time. And I want to have a good time. I don't want to bring everyone. No, but else she down. actually legitimately has like rain odds, so she does have to pack more. Layers I feel that. Also, me. though, like layers. layers. I have a lot of layers of fat on me that will keep me warm. You don't. Maybe that's why I don't need to wear as much clothes. Oh my god! I also really like this is insane. So yesterday it was thirty degrees outside. You would have thought it was a spring day. I had no coat on oh, all was, day that long. Hurts me. I was Literally driving with my me. windows down. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. I don't have a <laughs> coat on. Wonderful. The I love it clean. when the tank is clean. <laughs> the tank is clean. Um, uh, yeah, I would have just worn like all the layers, some Under Armour. <laughs> It worked out great. I didn't complain at all. I still just don't understand why they didn't think to come prepared. Yeah. Just bring a a coat. Not everybody thinks (laughs) like you. They were probably, because they're trying, okay, so we know that witches, we know that witches and wizards, when they get together, as we learned at the Quidditch World Cup, like to show off. So here's this school coming. They're trying to be their absolute best representative representative of themselves. So they're trying to look fancy in their silk robes. Well, you look dumb because you're shivering. Shivering. I know, but you're soon you're going to match your blue robes because you're going to be blue yourself from the cold. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You cracked me up. I-J-S. What would your uh, reaction be you. if you're Thanks. at school, you know that there's going to be other students from another school, and then you find out that like your number one celebrity person goes to that Bless school, you. and you're going to be spending the year with them? Think about like how this is such a high for Ron, and then a very quick, oh. oh I know. Like, What if Taylor Swift came to your school, to high school? <laughs> I- right? You'd freak what? out. She'd be in jail because she'd kill all everyone to get out of her way to be like, I need to see Taylor. No, oh, no, I would lockers. befriend her. That's fine. I wouldn't just look at her. You would be we would knocking be people out of the best way. Best 
friends, and I would insure it. She BFF would be like, you scary. <laughs> she, would treat, she would treat every no. person in her way like a bowling pin, and she's the ball. Get out of my way. Like, Listen, they just don't over. understand that we're literally meant to be best friends. <laughs> You're out of control. We both love cats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to be oh, next to a cat person thing to say. <laughs> how how would you prefer to arrive in style? Like what would how would you make an entrance? I'd just walk in and be myself. I'd land in a BA rocket ship. enough chip. right there. Oh, I like the rocket ship. I would come in on a helicopter with a Jurassic Park theme playing. Except no one can hear it over the chopper blades. <laughs> I'll just sing it like that as I'm on a megaphone. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Trying to think of how I could do a cool thing. Sarah would like pop out of the fireplace. I'm here. What's up, ladies? <laughs> Gentlemen. Urbah. I'm I, her. I like Meg's BA entrance. It's just walking up. Just walk in. I feel like I would I would either do like come up from the ground, like um, like the moles and like just like that sounds vol- very volish. Like, <laughs> would your dun, dun. Be with you? what? Would your patronus be with you? Holla! All the patronuses. A hole opens in the ground. A million voles come out, and then Sarah, <laughs> Sarah rises right from the earth. <laughs> Queen of the but moles. I want like a spotlight on me. That's fine. You no, you, you can, can have, have light whatever from you the patronuses. <laughs> you. What if I have real voles <laughs> pushing me up off the ground? There you go. Ooh. And then it's like a slide of all. Like, I once vole. saw a cat eating a vole in our yard. It was gross. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> cool story, bro. Sorry. I did. It was really gross. I like cuddles. <laughs> I couldn't look away. Oh, my God. <laughs> we really just sat in our car yeah, and watching this it. cat eat this vole. It was, it was horrible. so weird. Well, I didn't want to interrupt it. I mean, oh it was my- hungry. It had to finish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have had to clean it up. That's what... Let the cat clean it up. We had a cat that lived outside, um, and she would eat bunnies, which is really sad to me. But she would eat like literally every part. Oh but yeah, leave the tail. Oh no, cotton tail. Well, my Aww, cat would eat birds Peter. and leave all the feathers. It like just in a pile. Makes me sad. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's not talk about animals eating. Animals. Fan story. Yes, please. Oh, no more questions. No. Okay. Sorry. You can save them. I mean, I don't someone have any no, help me out. Good. With, I know it's Jorge Blanquette. All right, I just didn't want to butcher your last name. All right, Blanquette. Hello, ladies. My name is Jorge. I'm 27 years old, and my fan story goes as follows. I was first introduced to the Harry Potter universe in 2000 when I was living in Mexico City with my family. I was nine at the time, and I remember we had just finished eating breakfast at a restaurant chain that also happened to sell books and magazines. Mm -hmm. Mexico gets the Spanish version of the books translated in Spain, so my first experience was in said language. I remember asking my mom to buy me the book, and she did. It only took me three days to finish the book, and I asked for the Chamber of Secrets right away, which I also finished reading in about three to four days. At that time, I was incredibly hooked with the series, but my family had had always been on the lower side of the income bracket, so they couldn't afford three books in the same month. That Christmas, I wrote Santa a letter asking for the third book. My parents were so freaked out to see me ordering books for a holiday, but they loved that. I remember waking up Christmas morning and running to find my book and also an envelope. The envelope had some money, money that I used to pre-order the Goblet of Fire the next Monday. I remember one of my classmates was just as hooked as me, and we would spend most of the time during class talking about it and drawing the creatures in some scenes. (laughs) 
how we pictured them in our heads. It was just great. Between the two of us, we put together a handwritten book of spells based on all the different ones we found in the books. Fun fact, a few things change during translation for no apparent reason, like Trevor being a turtle in the Spanish version instead of a toad. Mm. Little things like that confused me when I first saw the movies. I had always thought myself of an expert, but when I went to the trivia night with a few friends, I found out that I didn't know as much as I thought because many things are named differently in Spanish. So now I'm rereading the series with y'all for the first time in English. That's cool. Awesome. I'm so happy I found this podcast and I'm going to hate once I catch up and won't have multiple episodes to listen to (laughs) per day. Thank you for everything, Jorge. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's awesome. That really cool. Yeah. Trevor was a turtle. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that's really cool that you like experienced it first. In a different way. Yeah. yeah, in a different way. Because that's just what was available to you. Yeah. And that Santa treated you. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I also think it's really cool to know two languages. Yeah. yeah. I like, say that no. all the time. I say that to my I have so I really many... wish that America forced us to learn yes. two languages. <laughs> I mean you have well, to most language. other languages. Yeah. But most other countries like from the get go learn job, English, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like two. Whereas we're like, oh it's high school, you have to take four years of a language. They now at my grade school that I went to teach language other languages. Do they? That's cool. I only had to take two years in high school. That you only yeah, have to two years. I kept taking French though in, into college. I can't speak it. I can kinda <laughs> read it. <laughs> I can read it. But yeah. But thank you, Jorge, for sending us your story and yes. anybody else, keep sending them in. We're and be patient if you have sent it in because we've got a lot. Yeah, which is awesome. Yes, but don't think we forgot about you. We haven't. Just working through them. Yes, you just had to remember that this is episode eighty-six, and we probably have like over a a thousand fan stories. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, we have a lot. That's a lot. All right. Social media. All right, you can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can also join us on Patreon to get access to the Felix Files and to dis- the Discord channel. Um, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Lastly, you can check out our website, swishflickcast.com, to see all of our merchandise and info on us. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 What are you up to, Tiff? Uh, living life. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just teaching, being a mama, being a wife. That's it. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> um, hopefully I'm picking up my new car today. Hopefully I'll get a call that it's ready. I hope you do I think about it. We're recording this and it's coming out. You'll already have your car. I know for sure. Some crazy weird thing happened. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, go follow my new wedding design page, whimsy wedding design on Instagram. And I also have a Facebook page so you can like it. And I'm going to be posting pictures of previous designs that I've done. And then like the pricing and stuff for invitations, um, for people who might need them. Me? Even like not it doesn't have to necessarily be wedding invitations either. Like I can do party invitations. Like I'm doing Tiffany's uh invitations for Alana's first birthday. And the signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the invitation. Like if you need it's a whole all package. the components, yeah, like whatever you need. So like we'll do it all. For example, we're gonna do um a Winnie the Pooh theme. And you know it would be cute if you did like a Winnie the Pooh under the sea. Not like under the sea Disney, but like Winnie the Pooh's like pool party. We talked about it. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to do some designs with like the characters like with like, because it's a pool party with like pool stuff. But like we we're talking about like having like 
Cheetos as a snack, and like they're gonna make the signs that say like Tigger Tails yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be cute. If Alana had a Winnie the Pooh bathing suit and then Winnie the Pooh had an Alana bathing suit. Oh my god. You're welcome. <laughs> she has a Winnie the Pooh Or a piglet. That's and cute. it's Winnie the Pooh oh, with like a little Because you call her like piglet? Ring. I do call her piglet. So that'd be cute if she had a piglet bathing suit and then piglet had an Alana one. She is a small pig. She's just so stinking cute. Um, Go to Etsy and check out <laughs> Akio Designs if you want to. We made some. a Swisher code. There's a Swisher code. Is it? I think it's 20% off, isn't it? I can't remember. I think it's 20% off and the code is just Swisher. Yeah, Swisher. So, and it's, but it only works on the posters and stuff, not the scarves and blankets because those cost a lot to make and that's my mom's thing. Um, but yeah, all of the scarves and blankets are on there that my mom makes and then also all of our cool posters that we designed. And you can use code Swisher to get 20% off. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Sweet. Um, what am I doing with my life? Um, I finished watching the show called the what is it called? The Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. You a finished lot. it? Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I cool. really. It's very weird. Yeah, like it's an odd well, thing. Um, Gerard Way <laughs> wrote the comic that it's based on. Um, but it, the music in it is really good. I liked the characters. Um, if you've ever watched um, Merlin. Um, Tom Hopper's in it. He's in Merlin. He's also in Game of Thrones. Um, something else he's in that I've watched. Um, then Robert Sheehan. He was in Misfits. He's in this as well. Um, Ellen Page is in it. Ooh. And then the one girl that plays, um, I think her name is Vanessa. I'm 90% sure her name is Vanessa. She was on Broadway, or she ended up playing, um, she was in Hamilton, which I thought was really cool. So I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a little bit of a mature theme, it's on Netflix. I enjoyed watching it. I think there's like 13 episodes. And then two, I'm going, when this comes out, I'm going to, uh, where am I going? California, California. the next day. Nice. Holla. Well, that Monday. So if you're listening to it on Saturday, that Monday, I'm leaving. Pretty cool. Going to drink some wine in Napa Valley. Yeah. I thought you were going to say drink some wine in nap. <laughs> I mean, I will. <laughs> so yeah, fun awesome. times. That's my life. Cool. Okay, so that's it. Join us next time for more Potter stuff and shenanigans. (laughs) So, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing! Just with my voice! (laughs) Why? Let's call it a gold! (laughs) Nuggets! (laughs) Puff pride! That's a puff. <laughs> See me rolling, they hating, trying to catch me, listening to Swish. Oh my god, I thought of something yesterday and it was so good. Oh no, I, I made it up with my head. It was so good and it fit. And I'm so sad that. I want to talk about the episode where Angelica eats a watermelon seed and the watermelon grows in her I love episodes of like cartoons where they go inside the human <laughs> yes, body. And then I it's like love Tommy it. and Chucky get all small and they just like dive into it. Okay, Magic School Bus stomach. did that first. I know, but the Magic School Bus is so cool too. I love that one. Amazing. Like, do you remember the episode where the one redhead's cousin came and then she took her hat or he? I don't remember if it was a guy or girl. Took their helmet off on Pluto. I do. <laughs> You can't breathe on Pluto. 
It's not even a planet anymore. It's a dog. It is again, I thought. I thought they reinstated the planetness. They keep changing. I think it. it's a dwarf planet How can or we something. Change I think you're if right. Something's a planet or not. It either is or it isn't. That show oh, was God. my jam. Same. I loved that my show. My sister and I would be sitting at the dinner table and then the TV in the living room would go do 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 yep. do and we'd be like <gasps> and my mom would be like, No, you're finishing eating. <laughs> I want my kids to watch this stuff that I watch, you know? Like you're my regret. I am so happy, honestly, for YouTube because they have every single episode of the many adventures of Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh. on oh, there. Yeah. Cause like they never released those on DVD. They only ever released them on VHS. And I'm like, mm. I have a lot of them and like I could convert them and I probably will whenever I like decide to take time and do that. But somebody needs to release a special edition full DVD of the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Actually, that's what it is. Ugh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.